All right. Um, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Rantcast. This is episode 36, as we just discovered a little bit ago. I am the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, Mr. Mephisto. Uh, joining me tonight is uh, once more uh, Dr. Alex Milonis. Say hello, doctor. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Not to, like, inflate your ego way too much at the onset, like, because I should set... I should, like, come in a little bit more dour so that, like, I, like, I, I, I force better than you. But, no, like, I really enjoyed uh, our, our first episode together. That was episode 19, Psychology of Sigmar. Um, not professional psychological in, uh, information or, or diagnosis or anything like that, but... But that was a great episode. That was like the exact mm. kind of content I'm all about. So if you if you guys listening in uh, like uh, to the podcasts or, or or watching this back on YouTube later, if you haven't seen episode 19 yet with Alex, seriously go back. That that is evergreen content. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you liked it, and I went back and listened to the episode, and I, I thought it went really well. And hopefully, uh, I know I had some audio hiccups there, so hopefully that's resolved this time around. So it's just a little bit less annoying and not have as many of those to deal with. They they were fine at the beginning. They got they got a little like uh, shaky at the end, and I think it was if you're doing like a, you know uh, you're not doing a push to talk and you're doing like an audio generator you just you lean a little bit too far away from your microphone and like it doesn't pick it up anymore it could be any number sure. of things like that um but no it was, it was great content um i really liked the the mapping the i really enjoyed mapping the the chaos gods to to like sort of basic human emotions that was really great mm. yeah yeah it, in retrospect i was like oh that did work out really well yeah good job yeah yeah, well, the, the, um, the Nurgle one, well, first off, the Nurgle one was really good because I think that was, like, pretty resonant, but, like, the Slanesh one, just, joy makes you an idiot, like, immortal <laughs> words, like, in the, like, that now exists <laughs> in, in forever, <laughs> like, so, that was, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so tonight we're actually gonna be doing something a little bit different, um, hmm. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you are a doctor, so we're going to be applying list science. I can't think of any more appropriate, uh, appropriate guest for, for performing science to lists. So, uh, you've actually prepared, uh, a handful of lists for us. Uh, so basically three sort of solo 2k point lists, and then you've got your team's list with a little quirky combo or a little quirky play to it. Um, and then, uh, uh, and sorry, then, my what? My wife just walked in, so I waved at her as she went by. Hello, hello, wifey. <laughs> Strangers on the internet say hello. <laughs> yeah, so um, I I got a little bit of a minor reputation on Twitter by posting uh, what I described as silly lists. Um, and I think Brendan did a good job of describing this when you guys briefly touched on it when he said, you know, he's not a mad scientist. He doesn't mean ill. His goals are just totally different than anyone else's. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that pretty much captures it because you'll, you know, you'll hear other people talk about like, well, well, how does this list work competitively? Or, or you can do that thing, but how does it work out? And I'm like, no, 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 you went too far. Yeah. I just ask, can I do the thing? Right, right. So like, and then, and then that's it. That's good enough. Well, that's, that's, I've got two quotes here. The first one being, you're so busy asking yourself, like, can you do the thing? You never stop to ask why, <laughs> or, yeah, if right, should, yeah. or if you should do the thing, right? The, uh, the Jurassic Park quote. But the other thing right. is, uh, from, uh, from, uh, what is it? Uh, was it Unforgiven? The, uh, Clint Eastwood, one of the last Westerns he ever made. Um, I think it's Unforgiven. Uh, he, he, uh, 
he's got this line at the end where he kind of snaps and like he just like kills a bunch of people and they're like why did you shoot him like like he didn't deserve that and he just goes deserves got nothing to do with it like i just imagine <laughs> you as like a grizzled like clint eastwoodian figure just going competition's got nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um so but but before we dive into these lists and i love I shouldn't have, I, my splash screen shouldn't be this one, because this is the one that made me fucking laugh. I just, <laughs> and I, and I like, I just laughed instantly. I, I actually spit coffee. That was one of the reasons I, <laughs> I was late starting up. But no, um, before we Mission do that, accomplished, everyone. We got a spit yeah, take. It wasn't yeah. on camera, but we got one. Right, right. But, um, but no, uh, you fools, you have all fallen for it. This is the Zinch episode now. Just as planned. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of Zeech, uh, actually, up front, and then we'll get into some list science. Uh, so, I guess, real quick, we'll establish some credentials. Uh, was it last year was when you were starting, uh, beginning of the years, you started collecting some, uh, like, basically a beast of chaos leaning towards the Zeech heavier build. Is it was right. the initial intent. Yeah. Going back, about a year ago, could have been two, I don't know, I'm, uh, time is... Time is weird. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it was a, maybe a little over a year ago I started collecting the army with the idea of um, doing more of a Zangor build. That way it could be either Beasts of Chaos or Zinj, depending on how I wanted to play it. This is actually similar to like how I got it initially was getting into Beasts of Chaos, because I, I looked at... I was playing Nagash, so naturally I thought the thing, Phantasmagoria, just having a bunch of... Bo just a bunch of... of, of, of might as well sort of uh, make you roll those dice uh, on binds available. Just seemed cool. And, and looking at the strength mm -hmm. of the War Scrolls going, uh, you know, this, is, this was before, uh, you know, ma uh, the Masters event was won by by Enlightened Spam. I went, these guys mm -hmm. are really strong, you know, and going, these guys can really make the list work. Of course, they got strong, and I went the complete opposite direction. I went all in on, like, on, on Beast of Chaos as Beast of Chaos. I didn't want to play Depraved Drove anymore after I did one playtest game with them. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to be the most beast I can possibly be. So, like, I had, like, my own little journey. But yours actually landed you on Zinch. So you went, like... So we, we both stood at a crossroads <laughs> with Beast of Chaos and, like, going for Zinchian builds of Beast of Chaos. And I said, fuck this, and, like, threw my map away. <laughs> and, like, and walked towards, and, and, like, heard, like, a goat screaming in the distance, and I walked that direction. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, the, we both stood at a, at a disgusting goat man goat-legged horned crossroads and we're like this is this is odd why are we here <laughs> but i guess we have no choice right right and so you end up actually you you um you've been building z for a little while now mm -hmm. um i remember going into one of the team's events actually last year you were going to bring zinch to it and then well i guess take take me through zinch mm -hmm. like how did we get from beast of chaos to, like you're actually now you're the filthy whack you're the you're the boogeyman everyone should fear in the midwest right now you're on zinch uh take us, to, take us from there to like your inevitable heel turn and becoming a villain that you clearly so, are so uh this actually starts back when uh, when i was getting started in in aos and uh, christian was recruiting me to start play the game 
And I said to him, you know, I'm interested in either Dark Elves or, you know, Mortal Zinch. And he was like, oh, well, you know, Zinch just got a book and, you know, here's their stuff. You know, they've got their own Beastmen. And I'm like, ah, Beastmen, Zangor, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, so I wound up going with, with Dark Elves. But then always throughout the time as I was playing things, I kept looking over at Zinch and being like, oh, well, maybe, you know. And then uh, and then I, I picked up Stormcast, which delayed another year. See, this but is... Then this is where I, I I believe at the time I met you at Dragonfall, you were on Stormcast. So. I was, yeah, and that was that was actually my best tournament result was with Gavbomb when people were still figuring out how to use screens. So right, that, that ship has sailed now. But yeah, no, everyone figured out the big thing. Like people knew about chaff, and this is this harkens to a discussion I, I think I've been having like the last month now. Mm. Um, we we know how to use chaff right now, but we almost take for ga- granted that like when Gavbomb was first showing up and 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 eels to an even stronger extent, like people knew about chaff. They didn't know the spacing. I think that was really the the deployment of the spacing for optimal chaff was really the 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 thing that everyone need to needed to figure out. And and for the most mm. part, I do think that that people like figure that out now. Like the the average mm. skill. Like, the skill floor has risen on the average player in the Age of Sigmar. Everyone kind of knows roughly how to use Chaff. And I think we're at one of those transitional periods right now with people learning, like, sort of objective priority and actual, like, flanking techniques and strategy. Um, For sure. And there's enough varied threats that you do have to be careful now. You know, with the with the Gav Bomb, suddenly it wasn't just your front line that was getting hit. If an Evocator wound up within three inches of you, well, there's a boatload of mortal wounds that model is taking. So, you know, then we had to figure out spacing from that, and then eels could fly over your lines, and then that, and then, you know, you've got Flesh Eater Courts and Slanesh and things with multiple pile-ins, and uh, so all all that different stuff. So it's certainly been an evolving thing, but I think there's enough threats that force a screen that now people have at least learned some of the basics. Right, right. And I think we're at the, again, I think we're at one of those periods right now where that water level is rising again, and so that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, that floor has to be a little bit higher. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so you were, you were a best placement with Gav Bomb. Actually, there's kind of... I feel like if you ran Gav Bomb now, there'd just be a bunch of people out there, like, flashing peace signs and, like, and like just, like, <laughs> giving you all the respect in the world. But, right. Oh, Gav Bomb! I haven't yeah. seen that in a while. That's great, yeah. man. Yeah. Meanwhile, back then, it was like a fucking Gav Bomb again, huh? All right, fine. You, you play... I played... A, while it was the thing kind of being figured out, I played it at every tournament I went to. Like I played against it. That is, and like as 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 like my hunt, like Nagash plus a hundred list. I just I can't lose to it. And so I just like I'd watch them. I'd watch the frustrated Gav Bomb player just like the I drop the guys. They make a three inch charge, and then I win. And they're just to watch their faces like be mad. <laughs> Yeah, that there was. I think that was the tournament season where there were two armies you probably had to anticipate facing. It was either a Gav bomb or Nagash or and Nagash. friends. And friends. Uh, and whether those were you know sixty skeleton friends or sixty ghost friends. Right. Uh, and a and a vamp on zombie dragon. Yeah, there were there were a lot of games where I played against a Nagash or that vampire lord and zombie dragon was like, just please die, please die. <laughs> Nagash doesn't mind the mortals is the thing. Like he just he doesn't care. Like he just yeah, like no. mortal like he's got a four up and a six up against mortal. Like he just whatever man. Like the rend is is worse because then he doesn't have that extra four up. It's just the save. So like 
your gal bomb, even if you ta like you dump your mortals onto Nagash, he's usually bouncing a handful of them back onto your very valuable elite dudes living, and then turn his turn's gonna roll around. He's gonna heal up a bunch, and now your next now you're sticking your neck out. He retreats, flies over to you, and you'll never catch him. Yeah, it was so frustrating. I think there was a game I played either in a doubles match with Christian or or in a singles match where I left Nagash on a single wound, and then he just you know, floated off somewhere else on the table, and then his army just kept coming back, and it was so close. Yeah, so close. Yeah. Did you ever get um, to kill? Did you ever get the the satisfaction of killing a Nagash when you were on? Gaffer? I have, I have not. I I might try to do that instead with uh, with Archeon and Azinch army now. So that <laughs> might be how I get revenge. Uh, I was actually considering that if I managed to do it enough, it might be fun to buy a Nagash uh, model. And then build it where he's uh, with the Slayer of Kings sticking out of his chest. So it's Nagash at that moment when he's like, ah, oh, not again. <sighs> you cut me deep. You cut me real deep, man. I know. <laughs> not um, as deep as Nagash with Slayer of Kings. Boom. Sorry. <laughs> that's true. Um, but if it's any consolation, I don't think I have ever beat uh, Kyle's Legion of Nagash army. So, yeah. Even, even I actually like... have a really... I have a really bad win rate against Kyle, actually. I think it's pretty low. Kyle's Kyle's actually a, a pretty skilled player. He's just he just brings wacky lists, which we'll get we'll get to a little bit later, I think, when we're, we're sure, talking. Sure, yeah. Like Paul Morgas, let's go. I think he's taking ten to Holy Wars. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh yeah, the the more gassed list is uh is always a fun one. I like that one personally. <laughs> I I was a I was a little disappointed, like I think he was too, that with OBR the Morgast and the, the Stalkers and the Immortus Guard, they're like just one wound too durable, and that actually makes them a lot less useful. Mm. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I just think the answer is dropping their points a little bit each. Like, yeah. Like, more, if Morgast went down to like 180, I don't... It, it'd be aggressive, mm. but I don't think it would be like a bad thing. Because... The trade-off is it's still it's still two models, and right? Yeah, we, we see this with Pascual Blight Lords. It's still two models, and so like they can be. I mean, you know, three hundred sixty points. That's four. That's four bodies. Is that like you know that'll probably kill a Keeper of Secrets? But if the Keeper of Secrets activates, it'll probably kill them too. Like mm. you know, it's just so it's it's like get the charge <laughs> or get your locust to go off. Um, no, it's it, it's just um I. I I, I don't know. Morgas are that's a different topic for another time. How to, right. How yeah. to fix Legions of Nagash and how to fix some of these like elite elite units that you want to see a lot more of the uh, the various blendermen of the uh, of the meta the uh, you know the the Bulgors the Pusquil Blight Blight Kings the uh, Morgas all that stuff mm. is in that same sort of heading of like elite bruiser units. Um, in an ideal world, I would write 3.0 with them in mind. And mm. I would, and I would actually kind of invent a new role, essentially like a scrapper or a bruiser role within the game, and then I would start to stat them out appropriately because you have that thing where like, um, special like things that specialize in one thing and do it really well. Like if you're, you know, if you're a really big hammer, then every problem looks like a nail, right? Like that, right, that sort yeah. of like that sort of mentality to tuning and i think that's what you got to do with these guys is like go oh, well what, what's their role well they just do that really really well so now you can 
have a better gauge on where to put their points and, and you know what fours and threes should look like for cost when it's on a handful of attacks and, or threes and threes, whatever it ends up being. All right. Sure, yeah. All right. So, so, so yeah, you, you, you have fun with Gav Bomb. Yeah, continue. So I, I played Stormcast for a year, and I decided at that point I am going to dip into Zinch, and the Zangor seemed the route I want to take, so I, I start building those um, and, and very slowly start building them. And then at some point along the way, um, I think either through The Honest Wargamer showing some footage or through hearing people talk about it, you know, I, I learned more that, like, Change host is actually still a thing. Oh, I think the uh, GHB came out at, yes. at one point along the way. Some demons got points drops, and I was like, oh, actually, Change host seems like it would be really interesting mm-hmm. um, to play around with some endless spells, to be able to have some movement shenanigans, and basically to completely get out of the combat game, because that was when we had Flesh Eater Courts, we had Plague Monks, yes. uh, we had a uh, we had Slanesh, so there were lots the of threats. Yeah, yeah. So we had lots of threats out there that made it seem really challenging to pick a fight in combat. So why not just play an army that doesn't give a shit? Yeah, that's that same GHB. We got casino, casino, uh, casino orcs too. Like that was when when they 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 paid for their wall with command points and they they ate their quartz brooch and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Even they were just like. Like I'm all in, and they're just like gambling with their little Chuck E. Cheese dollar command points to just, like, just <laughs> spin the slot machines and delete anything with multiple activations. Yeah, or with multiple stacking attacks. Yeah, the the, the combat phase got like really unwieldy at the at the that sort of like right in the 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 momentum swing of the activation wars. You if you weren't one of those combat armies, you weren't an army. <laughs> you know. Right. Like, if, yeah. if you were trying to do combat and you weren't one of those armies, you weren't an army. Like you were just so. So that that's yeah. kind of interesting how that like gravitated you towards the endless spells build. I think it's interesting just from a a general standpoint that Zinch just kind of like they didn't really go away. They just they just changed form for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very apt. Of course, like they changed back again now. <laughs> like so. Uh, so that's a lot of fun, but yeah. So so like now you're doing the endless endless spell spam. Um, you actually you did end up getting getting your army in for that teams tournament with mm-hmm. that. which which one was that? that was Circle City right? C- Circle City, yeah. So I brought it to Circle City after doing just a one day or as kind of a test run, and um, I think wound up going two and three with that list, although. A couple of those were a little bit closer calls. Uh, one was against Nick True, who I think was just on, um, where I literally read the battle plan out to him and then didn't do the thing that let me score the objectives. And then when I looked back at it, he was like, well, you didn't do the thing. You told me about the thing and then you didn't do it. And I was like, you're right. I didn't do it. Yeah. That's so. Um, but and then he played the game perfectly with me being behind a turn. So, yeah. Um, uh, and then there was another one where I played against a Slanesh list, which was probably not likely to be a win for me anyway. Uh, but I realized later on that I think my opponent had misread a rule, and so was getting a lot more command points than they were actually supposed to, and then getting tons of additional activations. Right, right. Um, yeah. Which is not to excuse the fact that I was also I'm not the best Siege player. It's a complicated army, and I was fresh to it. I definitely lost of my own merits there. So that is not to throw my opponents under the bus. Right. Um, but 
but definitely realized at that point, like, this is a pretty complicated army to play. It's going to be tough to finish my games. You know, I'm going to have to do a lot just to, like, organize and keep on track with it. Um, so then the um, uh, chat is asking me how many endless yeah, spells. Yeah, but how list. many endless spells? Uh, I didn't put any spells through the portal intentionally. Uh, I <laughs> Because... Uh, so the question was, how many did I put through the portal per turn? I didn't have to, because with old change host, when you swapped units, you then got to set them up within nine. So you got a free nine-inch move with your horrors at the beginning of the turn. So I don't have to put them through a portal. I'm six inches away from you. Here, have a pendulum. Right. Right. And and um, and you did, uh, I, you, you were actually on your change host at, at Havoc. Now, Havoc is, of course, like a, you know, it's its own animal. You know, it's mm. a 1k list, but you were running... You had your Pendulum there, you were running a bunch of Horrors. Um, I think you had a Gaunt Summoner. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty pretty straightforward, trimmed-down version of, like, the Change Host, you know, pre-New Tome, right? Like, pretty trimmed-down. Right. And, and by that time, you seemed to really have your efficiency down with the list. By I, Just watching you with your Horror Dice, uh, you had your own, like, little system for tracking them and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty clean... It was a... I played against it with my my beast's army, and Haywell was on his. You know that was beast mm-hmm. beast chaos raiders versus like a pair of docks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was team pair of docks. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. yeah so I it was it was interesting going from Stormcast to that because the old Zinch army actually forced me to develop systems to track my resources. Uh, whereas Stormcast was much more, it was more straightforward. I mean, there's, there's not, there's parts of that army that are not straightforward, but definitely with Zinch, I was like, I have these dice for the blue hearts. I have these dice for the brimstone hearts. I have these for fate points. I have these for, you know, battle shock and different things. Um, so I was actually pretty happy when the new tome came out and they basically said, don't even bother with all that. Here's how horrors split now. It's all just based on the unit. You don't have to track any of that crap anymore. And I was like, good, thank you. You probably just saved me about 15 minutes every game. So so have you gotten in in, uh, in many games with the new tome then? Like with your, your army? Now that I have. Okay. Yeah, so I've gotten in a few practice games. And then I went to uh, LodgeCon so I, and took base, uh, my host duplicitous change host list. So I've gotten in probably about eight or nine games with it now. And... I'm really liking it, really enjoying it. Um, played a few test games with Eternal Conflagration, but um, played them against Christian Seraphon, most of which are immune to Rend 1. And uh, the Seraphon-Zinch matchup is really challenging because, because we both had teleports, yep. and he just kept summoning Skinks and Ripperdactyls everywhere. Yeah. So you could not leave a, nine, a, a gap bigger than 9 inches anywhere on the table, otherwise Skinks or Horrors. Yeah, yeah, no. Actually, we we had a in in a, in the chat gang Discord, uh, which anyone here in chat gang is welcome to to join sometime. Just ask one of my mods for the link. Um, we were actually uh, we have a like a, a lot of like Seraphon players uh, that I think watch the show. Um, I think it's because I'm sympathetic to their to their needs. Uh, <laughs> but but no, like there was like they were basically having like what we used to call mental magic is when you you just like you have memorizations of like your cards and you just talk about like counters and how you play yada 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 and like it's a memory game that helps you remember and and, and learn your rules. They were basically mm-hmm. I watched them do mental magic with the Seraphon Zinch uh, matchup and it's like you know what this army is like oddly. Like the the two two of the best armies I think right now against like the boogeyman that is that is Zinch, 
are like two of the armies that people think are the worst, which is Beast of, <laughs> of Chaos and Seraphon. Because like, right. yeah. I mean, those two armies are the most, uh, you don't need to deal damage to win the game armies mm-hmm. like kind of in the game and so it's like Zeech is like you can do infinite damage to 10 skinks it doesn't matter like i'm just going to teleport them over here as long as you can protect your your engine like literally for seraphon uh, or four about... in the case of that game <laughs> for engines yeah you play a game like you play a game and it's it's not the like it's not the typical game of age of sigmar one is used to where you push your models toward objectives and you fight and then right wins the fights wins it's like in dbz when like the the characters are just like blinking all over the screen and there's just explosions in the background and like you can't even see the character that's how that matchup goes and they're just like it's called zwee fighting by the way for those of you who aren't weebs uh there's just zwee fighting around the map yeah, if there was there were measure there were sticks measuring things out, nine inch markers and sixes and threes all over the place to be like, okay, I can't move this unit off the board because it creates this exclusion zone, and then there at least will be no skinks here. But then, like, I can't move up, and then this, so it was. I've never killed so many things in a game and accomplished so little. <laughs> well, see, there's man, there's that that's the type of game. Or, like, I know that I, my brain works differently than, like, some other others in this game. I can see one type of player being like, I hate this so much. <laughs> whereas, whereas my brain just goes, this is so awesome! Like, I would think... You know, but, like, I was the one who actually really enjoyed playing against my friends, uh, uh, Gnarl Root, old-school Gnarl Root, like, mm. one-drop Mega Battalion army as Nagash when he's getting like plus fives to cast and I'm like that's <laughs> like finally a worthy opponent like whenever the, like when something challenges me or when I like I feel like I'm playing from the back foot or when I have to play the game backwards or sideways at different angles to like accomplish stuff that's when I really enjoy the game like that's when I'm I'm, I'm at having mm-hmm. the most fun not just there's that part of the brain that gets like the the quick hit button of serotonin where I'm or where I'm just like hell yeah things got murdered but then, like, the deeper enriching ones that I walk away just, like, laughing about are those, like, just weird games, you know? There's that internal Iron Jaws player that's, like, just run forward and kill the damn thing. Right. right. And then, uh, but then there's other parts of you that appreciate other aspects to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I I definitely get that. So it's it was definitely interesting going from an army that had, at the time, probably the best defenses in the game, or one of the best defenses in the game in Stormcast, and then going to an army that's literally is asking, like, we defend by putting other things on the board to stop them from hitting us. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're playing a different game. Like, you, you suddenly yeah. have to... I mean, you, you're basically... You're going into board control versus, like, combat style, and, and, and so you, you just have to learn a different skill set. That yeah. being... That being said, horrors are a defensive unit. You know, wounds is a, yeah. is, is a type of is a type of defense too. You know, like it doesn't matter. It, like we we have this conundrum in Dungeons and Dragons where it's like you can have an AC of thirty, and the one natural twenty will still kill you if you have no hit points. So like the most defensive thing in the world is only as good as much damage as it can take. And it's like, well, why why have the AC thirty when I can just have ten times the hit points? Oh yeah, you're, right, gonna, yeah. you're gonna hit me, but like, I'm just not gonna die. <laughs> and right. That's... Go ahead. 
No, I, no, you're absolutely right. That there, there comes a point where uh, certain defenses are good against different types of things, but especially now, 50 wounds is 50 wounds. I will probably not roll a single six when you attack my unit of horrors, but I still, you still have to do 50 wounds to them before they die. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and, and so you actually said something earlier on that I really enjoyed. You got some changes that when the book came out before, before the heat, before the back, before the internet, before the doom and gloom, mm-hmm. before the sky is falling, there were some changes to the book that you looked at, at playing the old time clock boss that was like old change host to this, this sort of new version of Zinch entirely. What were those changes that you looked at and you went, yes, like, thank you. Cause I had some moments like that going from LOM to OBR where I'm like, it plays like my LOM list, but with 50 guys instead of 100. And I was just like, that's all I wanted. You know, like, so I had like, right, I had yeah. those moments. what were the moments like that for you? So I think the, the change to how horror split was a big one. And, and I kind of equate that to, um, in grand strategy games, I think often players wind up falling into this trap where they think complexity equals depth. Um, mm-hmm. but the two are not the same thing. Sometimes things are complex and it just makes them obtuse and unwieldy. Um, and sometimes things can be relatively simple, but then have deep components to that. Um, so I liked the fact that the horror splitting was now based around the unit and it just all spread out from there. And so I no longer have to track this resource. I no longer have to worry about when I can actually make this split occur. Yeah, that might limit my options a little bit more in terms of like having a unit of blues pop up on the other end of the board. But for me, as the, the actual person playing the game, it was a it just made it more efficient for me and that made it easier for me to focus and enjoy the game. Well, I think it becomes, uh, uh, real quick, and then you finish up here, I think it becomes no, more obvious for your opponents to play against, too. Because instead of having to, like, look at your dice, go, okay, when are they going to just teleport in more shit? They, go, <laughs> right. they look at the unit and they go, oh, if I do this much damage, it's dead. Right? right. Now, there are exactly. some caveats and nuances to that, but at a, at a surface level, they've, they've cleaned up that, that aspect. of. I think where they went wrong is the points on how many wounds it is. I, mm. I think that's the main problem, by the way, anybody, if, if we want to get bogged down into the, in, into the mire that is talking about the problems with Zeech, but I'm, but that's a, that's a points fix that that can happen. You know, you, you probably shouldn't get 50 wounds for 200 points or a hundred wounds for 200, whatever the hell the math works out to be. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, just as planned, <laughs> we're, we're talking about Zinch instead of list science right now. We'll get to list science in a minute. So, so that's like no. cha- change number one. Was there some other stuff in the changing army that is all about change that you really enjoyed? Um, I think, I think they. Let's see. Was there anything else that jumped out at me? Um, the teleports, I think, was one of the ones that I, I gravitated towards. The teleports was both a pro and a con because that was an area where the complexity actually did add some depth. And I liked that while the splitting is janky, it actually did let me do something a little bit unusual. But then again, that was an area where, you know, my army got to do something that most other armies were limited in. I could teleport and then move within nine inches. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that kind of creates some not great experiences there. 
because in you play against 95% of the other armies and they are limited in this way and then you play against this other army granted it's siege so of course they're going to be the ones who do break well, chaos chaos gets all the toys and they get to cheat the most it's true yeah and so then you know i get to be like yes but then i get to rearrange them 6 inches uh, 9 inches forward and now i'm in front of you and it's like well but but why Right. So I so I like the teleport. It it makes it cleaner. Um, we follow the same rules as everybody else. Yeah, there's problems with you know having a one drop with lots of good stuff in it. There's plenty of of uh, fair critiques to make there. But I did like that that at least cleaned it up and made it easier, even if it was a little bit less good in it's, some ways. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the areas where I think Zeech probably got let quote unquote less good is that that trade off. But in the interest of consistency across the game, knowing that if I put my nine inch bubble down. And I play the map because this is mm. this ties into that what I was talking about early on is that raising that water level that that so that you have to build the floor a little bit higher too for all the players right like that's mm-hmm. one of those things like I go nine inches is nine inches is nine inches this is what just becomes universal this is what becomes ubiquitous so the strategy and the tactics will become the same yeah your teleporting is mechanically like it's the same but like how you set it up and what your army's doing is a little bit different but the point is is you go I go do you have any teleports and you go yeah I go okay nine inches I got a screen nine inches like I right to know right. that because I don't know all the minutia of your army and how it works and when I first walk up to the table I know when things teleport I put down my little nine inch measure measuring stick and I go okay safe right yes yeah and it it leads to some more standard language teleport means i move somewhere in the board i have to be nine away from you and then an exception now we have just the one oh the changeling does something a little bit different because of something on his war scroll you can read it on his war scroll it's on the app for free i'll explain it to you it leaves him with his ass hanging out in the middle of the table uh but but it's it's different it's a changeling thing it's not a teleport it's not my teleport is different from your teleport right yeah, I'm, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I turn up? I'm qui- I'm a dash quiet. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I, I think I need to upgrade my microphone. Uh, that's what the Patreon's for, I suppose, everybody. <laughs> um, no. It's also possible, everyone, that I am loud, because I, I am prone to loud talking syndrome. Your, your audio quality is great for me, and I tried to balance off of you, but I'll try to be a little bit louder. Thank you, everybody, mm-hmm. uh, for pointing that out. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, um, you were talking about like the complexity versus like mm-hmm. depth, right? And and I think that it's a teleport. There's a lot of depth to be had from being able to teleport, you know, the, oh, for the sure. fact that we play in three dimensions, I don't know that you need to overcomplicate a teleport. And, right. It's complicated <laughs> enough because right. now your opponent has to be thinking about a certain amount of board space. Yeah. They, yeah, exactly. They've got to be like doing the, the beautiful mind thing where they're just seeing all the equations <laughs> and circles. Um, the, yeah. So that, that there, um, I think points were already trending back in, in a reasonable direction, which is why after the GHB, we got to see Zinch kind of come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got our, we got our like six month break from, from change host. Uh, and then it came back immediately, like came back. Um, and now it's back yet even even further. And I think that's that's part of why the book is so maligned is that we never really got a break from Zinch being just mm. great. People, it's almost like people stopped playing it for a little bit there because not everybody wanted to do the endless spell spam. Sure, um, yeah. And people had been playing Skyfires and Enlightened and things like that for, you know, since the Zinch book came out. And then right. they didn't stop being popular when the Beast of Chaos book came out. So, right. um, 
so yeah, I I think Zinch has had some enduring uh, benefits to it and some enduring strengths, and seems to just kind of wax and wane on what side of the army seems to be getting the benefits. Aside from mortal slaves to darkness, Zinch, which GW seems to be convinced of, like you guys will be mediocre forever, and that's the best we can do for you. Right, right. So, so uh, I guess speaking of the endless spell spell change going into your new army, do you still run a bunch of endless spells? Is that, or is it really just it's Damon Rift now, and that's kind of the main one you need? I I do run some, uh, definitely not nearly as much, especially now that Pink Horrors can't cast Endless Spells anymore. Right. Um, so in the list that I ran, uh, my host duplicitous list, I have the the Pendulum, the Demon Rift, and the Emerald Life Swarm. Um, the Life Swarm's there to put Pinks back on the board. The Demon Rift does an obscene amount of damage, so I'm going to play that until it gets nerfed into the ground. Um, and then the Pendulum is is always useful, especially because the changeling is a horror hero in the change host and so he can be teleported nine inches away from something and then cast the pendulum yeah just fling it in there cool yeah and then you know you can charge him if you want to he's a demon he gets his minus one to hit aura depending on when you wind up fighting him he might make you another minus one to hit so uh so it was nice to still have that option to have a hero teleport and then set up a spell yeah. um I, I experimented with the portal, which felt nice to make the Lord of Change a little bit, to project his power out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found after playing a bunch of games was that that wasn't strictly necessary, and so it was a big point sink for something that just wasn't necessarily helping that much. Spoiler, Umbral Spell Portal um, isn't really as worth it as it used to be. Obviously, when it was... When it was as many spells as you wanted through the portal, it just it just seemed like the best thing ever. As soon as oh, they toned, for sure. As soon as they toned it down to one spell, this is the question I ask every person who puts Umbral Spell Portal in their army. I say I ask, what are you throwing through it? Do you need it to be that? Do you need that much reach on it? Can you deploy better to do it? Like you know, like and it's it's just little <laughs> leading questions like that that arrive you to yes, you know, it's a little it's a little like a flow chart. And if you still, if still yes, then take it. But it's not just to throw it in because I want extra range on a spell. It, it's so oftentimes, the trade-off is really prominent. Just in the fact that you need an extra spell a turn to set it up. And sometimes it's just 18 inches is plenty. 18 inches plus right. a teleport or, or whatever it may be. So, <laughs> yeah, those yeah. were the days back... At the beginning of the month for Andrew, when he just threw as many spells through it, <laughs> spell portal because he has a, he didn't read the FAQ, <laughs> and it took five entire rounds for people to catch it. Uh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. That he was cheating. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, just but like, you know he he came by it honestly. Games Workshop does not always make it easy. So no, and the tracking through multiple books and stuff. So, um, what so. I think a lot of people have a read on, on Zinch and what, what the problems are. Um, mm. I have a different question. What percentage of your army made it made it from your old build, your post-GHB build, into the new book? What percentage do you think? Your ideal version, because yeah. you're probably in a transitional period right now, doing mm. some list science, figuring some stuff out. But what, what percentage do you think from what you... You probably had a core, this is the list from before that you love to play. Mm-hmm. To Yeah, the... The vast majority actually made the transition pretty well. So uh, my Lord of Change, my Pinks, uh, Blues and Brims, uh, they all made the transition no problem. Um, Heroes got shaken up a little bit because before I had the Blue Scribes and I had a Herald on foot, 
um, swapped them out for the Changeling and a Gaunt Summoner on disc, um, and then added in uh, three Flamers into the list just to have a little bit more firepower there. Um, so, but the the overall core of it, you know, all the horrors and then the Lord of Change, that was ready to go from the old list. So actually, you know, a fair amount made it back in. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I know that's one of the things I think they did do do a decent job of is is making the hero focus a little bit stronger because before it just mm -hmm. wasn't, it didn't feel like it was there um, for the army. It actually felt like a lot of the heroes were liabilities and you wanted to play them, but you didn't. Apart from like Blue Scribes, you played Blue Scribes before. I think they're still pretty great. Um, things like that yeah yeah for sure i think the blue scribes are are definitely nice i think the issue come they might be running into kind of a similar issue that the um maybe not the epitome i think that's the one i'm thinking of where yeah it's oh actually kairos was what used to run into this where people would look at him and say yeah he's good but he's actually better as an ally in other armies than he is in his own army right so I think the, the Blue Scribes are, are nice, and they have some good utility to them, but there's a few other things jockeying for that same, uh, that same position, that same point value. Yeah, yeah you, you really have to, I mean, you have to think about it, and, and some stuff gets hedged out. There's going to be some best stuff, right? Um, yeah. So I guess uh, overall, uh, you, so we had the FAQ. Um, mm -hmm. Banners is the big thing, and we're going to need to, I think we got to clarify. This is a different banner trick you're doing in this list, by the way, the Zangor's banner. Oh yes, yeah. The so, so we'll that get, one's totally we'll, different. When we get we'll, to that, I'll we'll explain. That, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. But like, uh, just for people that might be uh, listening along, they didn't necessarily see the discussion there and chatting about the banners. The big, the big, uh, the icon, right? The big thing mm -hmm. is is with pinks, um, and their icon and destiny dice. So that was like that had to be clarified twice in the FAQ. So real quick, your your read on it, and just so people listening that maybe are, are uncertain on on that. That was the big change, uh, and they and they they toned it down mm -hmm. to one teleport now for your army. So those were like the two biggest changes I think that that hit you post GHB. Yeah, I, and I think the the one teleport is fair. That was probably the the simplest way to modify the change host without having to go back and overhaul something massively, which might have led to a lot of not great feelings. So I think that was that was a fair approach to trying to to bring it in right now, and then later on they could kind of revisit how they want to approach that particular a battalion. Um, and then the banners, I think, was it was we needed the FAQ for the FAQ because the Zinch WhatsApp was just literally every few hours reigniting the same debate. Mm -hmm. It was both really frustrating and also really lore appropriate <laughs> because <laughs> all of the players were bickering and conniving and intriguing and trying to tear apart the esoteric wording of the rule to figure out what way it was. It was actually really Zinch appropriate. Um, but I am glad they fixed it, so I don't have to argue with people anymore. Well, that, and that's that's an, that's almost as essential as is like no, it works this way, you know. And then right. being like, and then being able to point at a thing that actually says no, it works this way, or like yeah, what he said, you know, like that's what an F FAQ answers at, at their core. That's kind of what they need to be is just go, mm -hmm. it's the way you think it works, or it's not. When they 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 have some non-specific language or it's a vague answer or whatever, um, it it. It just continues to exacerbate the problems. Uh, I didn't yeah, think it was or, too... Go ahead. Or if they try to generalize a rule. When they're like, oh, this specific thing. Yeah, we should just make a general rule about this. And then three other armies are like, uh, no, please don't. Please don't do that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, like, we saw we saw I, it happen with the corn and FAQ or FEC. FEC got mm-hmm. happy about that, but then the... <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the FEC buff is in the corn FAQ. Thank yeah. you, Games Workshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then Beast of Chaos was the big can of worms, right? The what they said about Wildfire Taurus, right? That they then yeah, took into the general rules completely. I mean, that's that's one. Of, I think that's one of the glaring f- flaws of our game right now is that the the activation wars just are not clean and they don't work the way you think they should um and and i think i mentally in some ways compare um some of the issues that come up here with paradox interactive and their grand strategy games where i i don't generally think that games workshop causes makes these mistakes or causes these issues out of intentional malice i think it's just the game so complicated that even if you're trying to hold it all together eventually you trip on it and then the people who have the real specific knowledge are like oh well you just broke this thing yeah 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 no um Um, but yeah so so basically no go ahead uh finish your point um i think that pretty much does finish it i was going to transition back to overall feelings about the zine book but i i think the faqs did a good job in cleaning up what they needed to clean up and there's still some outlying issues but i think we can We'll manage for another few months before they they tackle them again. Right, and and the big thing is is people. On one hand, I feel like you should just assume that an FAQ is going to come out in two weeks to ruin something you had intended. I just I feel like that's the approach. <laughs> it shouldn't have to be that way, but I feel like like have reservations on on buying models until after that that first two weeks, because like you don't want to get skull cannoned, you know, like right, just, yeah. Like, so just wait a couple weeks and then, and then commit, but like ultimately on like a bigger scale, you don't want to bin somebody's models. They just pre-ordered with your book. Cause you announced the book, For sure. they go in thinking things are going to be a certain way. And then like two weeks later, you're like, nah, you don't get to play with your toys. They don't work that way. The worst case scenario is what happened with, with, with skull cannons. And I would hate to see it. that just shouldn't happen out of an FAQ. Right, you're excited. Yeah. You pre-order. You can't wait to get your your all oh, flamers. They have this that you just saw the you know the one rule spoiler on the internet. You're like, oh, it's gonna be so awesome. Like, think about the progression of, of 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 excitement and 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 purchasing stuff, and then to go actually, your toys don't work. Like that's that's right. that's a bad yeah. look. So like, I don't know what people expected out of a two week FAQ and then a follow up FAQ like a right. week later. Um, but I I mean. If you have some patience, I don't know that the sky is falling right now. Uh, my biggest my biggest beef is host duplicitous um, saying, no, you don't get to play the game. But, like, now you just have to solve a riddle. Uh, I think we're right. currently working that problem. Um, as soon as, like, I realized that the wound spilled onto the, spilled onto the next set of shit, um, I'm just like, oh, I don't care anymore. Tons of things take infinite damage. Like I kind of like quit, mm. quit caring as I'm like, oh, it's just the 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 question then for me became, but at how many points? That's where, right. Yeah. Like the, so, I transitioned off of just blind hatred of the thing the internet was telling me to hate onto like, oh, well, like what if we just change the points? And like, and then as soon as like I engaged my like logical brain, I'm like, I feel a lot better about about Zeech personally. Um, right. Uh. Largely because I'm a bad guy and I and I'm a I'm a heel apologist. But what's your read on what's your read overall on Zinch? Uh, you know, good the the good the bad the ugly and and where you think they'll go in the next, say here to GHB. 
Sure. So, so my overall read on it, and again, I am by no means the most competitive player out there, which will be made very clear once you see the lists I've actually created for this episode. Um, but my my read on the book is that we have some very strong parts in the new book, uh, parts that are like clearly S tier. But then we have a lot of stuff that's really good in the Zinch book. Um, a lot of stuff that's A and A and B tier, solid lists you could take to a tournament, go three and two, go four and one, have a good time. Um, they've got some good interactions in there, um, and and that works on you know on the Arcanite stuff. It works on the Mortal stuff. Yeah, they don't get nearly as shiny of tools as the demons do, but they still got some solid things in the book. So I think there are a variety of lists that actually do work decently, and you know. If we didn't have Eternal Conflagration, Change Host, and Host Duplicitous, you could, I think, still look at that book and say, oh, there's some good stuff in here. Yeah, I mean, those are those are um, the three things. Like, people are listening to other other podcasts. They are telling you exactly... You, you know, dear guest, dear viewer, uh, dear listener, I believe you probably have a good idea of what the problems are with Zinch, the, the things that, that need to get hammered back in line. Um, you know, you, you just named all three of them, right? Like that, right. that's all three of them. Uh, I think horrors are so aggressively costed. It's absurd. Uh, but like, you know, I can't do anything about that. So am I going to keep making episode after episode of how mad I am at horror point costs? No, I'm not going to do that. Like for sure. Yeah. Horrors and flamers both need to be looked at. So, do, so do gaunt since they just get to toss horrors down on the table um, there's definitely things that I think can be adjusted for points. Yeah. Like if you're building a Zinch list, I, I looked at Chaos Knights the other day because we have beautiful new Chaos Knights models. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should plug some of these in. But why would I do that when I could spend 120 points for Flamers who will do the same job, but from 27 inches? Right, right. Yeah. So um so there's there's definitely areas where there need to be some tweaks and and i think those tweaks will come and i think they'll be good so i think the the great is that actually there is some good list variety in there even if they didn't necessarily do totally right by the arcanite and moral side i think there's still some really good tools for them um, and the demons obviously are in really great shape and and you've got a lot going for you on the demon side mm -hmm. um the the bad is most of the battalions are not good which um, exacerbates the issue of change host i mean if you yeah. have if all your battalions are trash you don't have people out there like me going like oh like yeah change host is clearly the best but like this other things about as good just were just different or worse in this one way and so then mm -hmm. i someone like me who like will self-comp i would take that other thing just because i know people are really mad at change host right now like it, it's like you can't. You don't have that option. It's like really shooting yourself in the foot with the like the the run gun at like the starting line. <laughs> you know, like yeah, like, right, yeah. You're like, but, and and I think the one of the problems is that your other option. So let's say you would say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna self comp. I'm not gonna do change host. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do multitudinous host instead. That's potentially even more offensive in a different way. <laughs> And so it's like, oh, so the, our next step down is still terrible. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and terrible in terms of play experience. I think Multitunus Host is actually strong. You just need to be a robot to properly play it and complete your games on time. Oh, yeah. yeah no, um, and there's, I'm, and you could, I think, put some of the other battalions in there, um, but they're, they're just not, they're not great. Yeah. And, and it's a real shame. They could have been better, and they're just not. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel, I've said this, I've said this take before. I feel like battalions are just a complete accident. Uh, I've never seen any degree of, of anything that even smells remotely close to consistency with battalions in any book. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I, it's just a roulette wheel of like, if you get the good battalions or not, I can't, I, I don't, they're never pointed correctly. It seems like I don't like, are they, are they, do they just have an actual dartboard and they're lobbing darts at the board? Like, and that's what, like, it's just like all the battalions that will ever be written <laughs> are just like on one big d- dartboard in the office. And they're just like lobbing. They're like, okay, we got to do battles. We got to, all right, we got to have six, ba- uh, we got to have six battalions here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, boom. They got the, they got the one that, you know, says is awesome. Gives you a bunch of teleports and you can fit your whole army in it. Okay. Change host. And then, yeah, they, but... then they like fill it's like ad libs, you know, like they just fill in the, 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 the descriptors. Um, right. I have no idea. Um, uh, I think it's either one of two things or both. One is the battalions they do when the stimulants are wearing off, whether that's coffee, whether that's, you know, the psychiatric medication. It's like that's when those are trailing off. They're like, oh, fuck battalions. Uh, the change host is good. Toss that back in. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the other option I think is that they've got one of those, um, I don't know exactly what they're called, but for like certain games like Tombola or other stuff with where it's got the different balls or slips of paper in it and you spin it to flip it up. And they just toss in there like, all right, we're putting three A's, five B's, uh, a few D's in there. And uh, who's up first? Petrifex is first. Uh, you get plus one save. You get minus one right. Oh, you got both the A's. Well done, Petrifex. <laughs> you, got, right. you, got both the, yeah, you got both the A's. Awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, well, like what... Uh... Uh, was it uh, Sean Zor uh, says here in chat, some are too painfully narrative. And I think that's true. But like, right. as we've come to learn on many, on many an episode here, narrative doesn't mean you have to be bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look at this very narrative list on your screen right now. Yeah. Clearly a story writer's dream. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, <laughs> this is great. Um, so yeah. And then, and then, so then the trajectory that I think is the la- the last part of my, my multi-part question there. What do you think the trajectory mm. is? Um, for... obviously think... we know it's S tier busted right now. Come on. Every, like we know it. Yeah. Or I liked, uh, Vince's bent leaning towards broken because I think there's still some solutions there. Scout moves, mm-hmm. having teleports yourself, any army that can deploy off the table. That's a very specific toolkit though. And then any army that can match you in drops, uh, that's very that's a very short list of, of armies with that toolkit too. And then anyone that can deal infinite damage uh, can actually like potentially chew their way out of the the blob at the be- or the uh, the the gum ball machine at the beginning there, and then start to actually play the map. Like there's yeah. there's there are some solutions to this problem. It's just they're they're really they're kind of it feels very painful to look for them right now. Um, right and some some armies will have access to those other armies won't um sometimes you'll have to expand out to things like mercenaries to do it which now requires you to be thinking even beyond your ally selection so i i think definitely it's going to force a little bit of a paradigm change just like we've seen with some other books you know when when feck came out and now we have this strikes first on this extremely strong model it's like okay shit i have to deal with you know this army that can potentially fight multiple times well, before I, I get the chance i'm, I'm and, glad you go ahead and finish and you know those paradigm shifts not everyone is going to be able to match up but some are and i think gradually we'll we'll see how things play out but i i think it's still fair to say 
the Zinch Tome is going to have to get some adjustments. It is just probably trending too strong right now, yeah. even accounting for eventual shifts to try to compensate against yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I had a decent conversation with, with Darren Watson here during just one of my random streams. Um, he was he asked me about, like, you know, am I going to make these changes to my OBR list to, like, beat Zinch and stuff like that? Or, like, what changes would I make to my list? And I'm like... I look at the game in terms of, like, wins and losses, and I think everyone's, like, somebody's carrying an L for you, no matter what. They're they're the hard matchup, they're the hard sure. counter. The, you get the wrong objective, your dice aren't, run, aren't running that day. Like, I'm just, I'm not gonna, like, change my army to try to beat Zinch, actually. Like, my, my plan is to, like, if I encounter Zinch, uh, play the table and lose them. I'm not changing my list because I'm just gonna strengthen myself against the rest of the field. The representation isn't stupendously high it's not a you must deal with this with mm. your army like you don't have to like zinch the problem with zinch is the 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 tools to solve the problem for them versus like say petrifex elite petrifex elite it's mortal wounds mobility rend that solves mm. a lot of problems in, right like, yeah like in a lot of game or a lot of, against a lot of armies um with zinch you you have to like it, you have to be much more conscientious of the tools you take to try to beat them. And it's almost like you have to tailor your list specifically to beat them. And I think that mm -hmm. that, like, some armies, like, Beast of Chaos, like, I'm already doing that anyway. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right, IDK, yeah. I'm already doing that anyway. Like, there are armies out there that are already, like, already building the way they need to to beat Zeech. But a lot of the, like, the sort of, like, that fat middle armies, they're not. And the, the tools are pretty scant across their tome. So they really have to go hard. And I say just punt the matchup, build to your strengths. Um, yeah. If you, like, get and, get really good against the matchup, too. Like, that's another, like, play Zinch players. Play Zinch players like you at the LGS, because you're going to give them a great game. Regardless, you're not going to bust their teeth in. And, and they're going to probably learn some stuff and be less afraid of the matchup down the line. Right, yeah. And I, and I think those practice games are good, you know. Um, whenever I play against Kyle and Christian... I don't often win those games, but I often learn a lot about how the army plays against different matchups. So if you have access to a Zinch player who is someone you actually enjoy playing against, then yeah, go ahead, engineer some matchups so you can get some practice in. But I think you're right. If you try to aim too broad with what your army list can handle, you might reach a point where you're not actually handling any of them very well. Right. And so sometimes your army just, you know, that matchup might be too hard for you. Maybe you hope for a good, um, you know, a good uh, battle plan, and then maybe that plays a little bit more to your army's strengths. But sometimes, you know, you're just gonna have to see how the dice handle it, and that might that game might not pull out for you. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not telling anybody to to not feel bad about their matchups against Zinch and that they're oh they're not that bad. It's fine. They don't need changes. That's not the read here. I'm just sure. saying, like, yep. the problems are pronounced. We kind of know what they are. Um, and now it's, what do you do with that information? Like, what do you right. do with it? You can choose to seize up, go full paralysis mode, um, or you can address the problem. Or in, in my case, I'm just like, whatever. I'm just punting the matchup and playing the games that I'm going to have fun with. Um, if I encountered at a tournament, whatever. If I played you or Andrew, uh, who's, who's in chat gang here, like, you're, you're my friends. We're going to have good games no matter what. And I, I think sure. that you look at an LGS capacity... Um, I don't know these people who don't know everybody at their LGSs. Maybe it's because I've always lived in smaller towns with more close-knit groups, but I don't have, like, a Warhammer world or something like that where it really right, is just a bunch, yeah. like a hundred random strangers that could just be passing through at any given time with their, their chain choice lists. 
Um, but like you can, you're going to have to do some being an adult and being social, like, because, um, straight up telling people they can't play with their toys is just not a take I'll ever, I'll ever behold to like, yeah, I, and if things are egregiously bad, you know, if there is a, a community like a local game store community and they feel like, you know, just no one's having good times playing this army. We're doing a tournament. We don't really want it to be present. And they want to comp it and say, you know what, just please don't bring this. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do think that the army is going to get adjustments down the line. I think the army needs to be adjusted and deserves to be adjusted. And that hopefully through doing some of that, we'll gradually reach a, a balance that actually feels a little bit better without completely defanging the entire army and making it so like up oh, all the zine stuff goes back in the bin again because the points are too high well, yeah and so so that that actually brings up an interesting point what if you are just a good guy zinch player you know like you're you're not the one who just saw that flamers were like the most just disgusting thing imaginable and just went out and bought <laughs> 16 flamers and you're like ha, 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 ha. and you're just like laughing and you're underlit with like green fire and you're just <laughs> you're just bringing those flamers that look like a dildo that melted <laughs> to the table like you're you're not that guy you've just like you've actually like you love zinch for two years you you they're the army that you always regretted not building what if what if you're the zinch player who suddenly finds yourself catching heat right now if you're ironically the one uh catching the heat instead of your opponents from your flamers what what would you kind of say to them what do you think the right course of action is for for that Right. Yeah, no, I, I've experienced this uh, firsthand since the book came out because, you know, we had, um, I think, one of the heats right after and there was a lot of out- it didn't, ill will. It didn't. T- well, the thing is, a zinch never went away. Like, it just it right, didn't, it yeah. didn't really go away. So people were already like, oh, the clock boss zinch and the spell spam zinch. And then it's like and then they got the damage. That's the thing that, like, <laughs> pushed them over the edge is because, like, yeah, they're a clock boss, but they're not doing infinite damage. They're just taking infinite amount of time from you. And, like, that felt yeah. very Zinchian, but, like, you got to finish games in a tournament. So they're like, you know what, we'll accelerate the games as if they get to do all the bullshit still, but now they do all the damage, too. And so, like, it's just like, <laughs> like, the world became on fire. Like, like it was, it was, it was this wasn't going to sneak under the radar like slaves to darkness. There was no other bigger release. You know, I guess KO came out too, but KO's got its own problems. Like it was like, no one was going to not pay attention to the Zinch release and see what happened with it. It, 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 for sure. But yeah, uh, what what do you, you know, what do you do? You're, you're like waiting for this tome. You, you, you've been playing Zinch for, or let alone been playing Zinch for a year year already. Like what does good guys Zinch player do at the LGS? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot more empathy for the Slanesh players now. I will tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think what you have to do is you have to remind yourself that you're allowed to be excited about the game. Your tome is allowed to be strong and your army is allowed to be strong. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're playing in a legal way, you're not cheating. You're not doing anything that is is not how... Uh, you know, against the rules, yeah, and, then and, and, you you are allowed to go and bring a strong army to a competitive event. Uh, uh, tournaments are designed to be competitive, and people want to win. And if you bring a strong army and you win, well, that's kind of the whole point of the activity. So, well, you, minus to I drink think, beer and throw dice, but there is a very <laughs> pronounced right. there's a very pronounced like expectation for at a competitive event, people are going to bring competitive stuff. For sure, yeah, yeah. and so. 
so I think it's worthwhile to take a measure of self-compassion here. You're allowed to enjoy the thing that you enjoy. You're, it's allowed to be strong. You're allowed to bring strong things to a tournament. And you're allowed to win against your opponents. And sometimes that, that might be a little bit more of a shutout. And that's unfortunate. It's not your fault, the individual, that some rules writers created something that is just too strong. Mm-hmm. So you have to remind yourself, it's not your fault. Uh, even if you're bringing that strong army, you're not breaking any rules, it's okay to do that. Now, if you're playing against your friends and they say to you, hey, we're not really enjoying this, could you please do something different, and you insist on doing it, now you're getting into problematic territory. But if you're going to an event, you're bringing something strong, that's okay. And remind yourself that it is okay to do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um I see a lot of people popping off about like the the size of of uh, events, twenty five hundred events. Why don't we make twenty five hundred the standard? Um, do you have any thoughts to weigh in on that? Since it's it's really a lot of people are talking about it at chat. The round times naturally have to go up to go up to compensate I, for playing with an extra thousand points at the table, so on and so forth. Yeah, I I am I am guilty of not being the fastest and most efficient player. As as I try, I do really try to do it. So I. I am not necessarily in favor of increasing the number of points because then I'll have even more things to have to try to be uh, fast about. So I, I personally feel like I think 2000 is fine. And if you want to adjust within that, like I'd rather GW ratchet up the points and give us you know fewer, more selective options than keep increasing the number of points available. Mm-hmm. Um but that's coming from me as someone who tends to be a little bit slower in terms of play and, and who over, wants to finish games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning over models, even like from a from a having to now suddenly build twenty five hundred points, and you know, like, right now you're having to build two, three extra units. Twenty five hundred points for Beast of Chaos is a nightmare, by the way. You know, models I have on the table. I have like two hundred models, and I'm probably churning through about three hundred in a game because of all the ungors that are just blowing up. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's like, how many Bestigors can I fit in the list? <laughs> 120, 150? Yeah. Get the paintbrushes! Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, uh, though, see, 9-volt cat, uh, their uh, maximum pants. Uh, I don't need somebody to tell me it's okay to bring my OBR. Uh, I embrace <laughs> being the bad guy these days. Um, <laughs> I, I will never be made to feel bad for playing my army again. Oh, uh, I don't need that. No, I, I think that there's there's a worthy, um, I think there's a worthy message in like, you know, be an adult, <laughs> like be be an adult, like like with this game that we all play and have like some common ground uh, to start from. Yeah, um, and if you decide that it is too uncomfortable for you to bring, you know, a certain version of an army, you know, maybe you're, you know, you're you're not enjoying the way your opponents are are experiencing it and things like that. You're also allowed to not play the strongest thing, and that's okay too. Yeah. If you want to go, you know, play a, a Zangor build, and you want to just put ninety Zangor on the table and run them at the enemy, go for it. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, you give yourself permission. You neither have to feel bad about bringing the strong thing, nor do you have to feel bad about not bringing the strong thing. Well, there's a little bit of a par- like a like a, a paradox there too. Is like some people feel the pressure to compete. Right, like yeah. if I'm if I'm not giving myself the tools to win games, what if I lose games and people judge me? <laughs> you know, like no, right, like, yeah. like, it, like it's a little voice that 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 can persist through through some folks' heads, and and like I I get it, I feel that like 
that like sometimes it's like I gotta show up to a table and I gotta represent myself well and and you know I gotta give people a good game and and I have all these these pressures on myself to like you know have good games with people and 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 in some some translations good games mean competitive games for people you know like so mm-hmm. you know if if yeah. if everyone my opponent stomps me in 30 minutes are they even having fun did they get enough time to enjoy the game like and you there is a little bit of an insecurity there but i think if you're playing what you what you genuinely enjoy or something that you've really put your your own spin on that you can have you can have good games regardless of the outcome and, and yeah and that can, absolutely self-comping uh, making zany lists, like whatever you, you, however you get your enjoyment from the game, it's okay to lean into that. Um, you know, <laughs> painting, you love the models. You don't even, you don't even look at a war scroll. You look at the kits and you say, how many of these can I fit in my army? And then you just go to go town painting. Like if that's how you want to play the game, you walk up to the table and you tell me that first off, I'm going to be like, <laughs> easy game. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, but I, I think we, I think many of us, I shouldn't say we all, cause that's too broad, but I think many of the players that I, I have met and talked to really appreciate that. When someone comes to the table and is like, did you know I can put five dragons on the table? And I love these damn things. It's like, ah, fuck, I'm playing feck, but also I'm excited that you're excited. Well, I mean, that's, that's where it kind of sucks. Right, like when you mm. when the best thing happens to be the thing that you love, and now right. you have to prove that you're not just the filth player. Right. Yeah. Feck is actually probably a bad example. No. Probably a better example is someone who's like, I have four mutilith vortex piece. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. It's like I don't know either, but we're gonna. <laughs> Glad yeah. you're happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I mean to that to that end, we're we're going a little bit. We we got the whack out the way now, talking about how uh, <laughs> how uh, winning at all costs one must be. Uh, but now we're gonna we're gonna go with the wacky. So so you uh you're a I'd say you're you're a, well, the way that Hobby Bear put it, the way that Brendan put it is 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 best. Um, how do you I guess how do these lists come about? Because you have some pretty some pretty wacky lists out there. Like do you just yeah I guess how do how do you how do they come about? I'm staring at this one. and I just like keep looking over and snickering. The name is Do You Have a Flag? <laughs> Zangor, and it's just the Zangor banners list, and I just like keep snickering to myself. <laughs> well, first the first thing, of course, is decide uh, what you know comedian or band or other thing is your inspiration for the list. Um, you you need a title. The first thing is you need the title. From there, you can build. No, that's that's actually all bullshit. Um, so <laughs> normally, it's that for me. I notice a thing. And then there's some part of my brain that says, can I do the things with it? So, <laughs> so, so, be, so, okay, go ahead. So just something catches my eye and then I'm like, well, how much can I mess with that? How much can I tune that? You know, is there something there? Especially if it's something that I, that's not the obvious thing, which is not to, you know, the diamond in the rough sometimes stands out to you, but you're like, is it a diamond or is it? Mm. Right. So, so go ahead. No, so so for like people who are like, like uh, I think there's people out there who like go through their book and then they see like a rule and they're like, oh, that's really cool, and mm-hmm. then now now they got to take that next step because because you you said something very very simple in there, but like there was an uh, there was an S in there. It's not just the thing; it becomes what are the other things that modify the thing that I'm gravitating towards, and then that becomes I think the list science quest at that point is to find the other things, right? Right, exactly. Because you you go from I have an idea or I want to build around this thing. So now theoretically, what does that look like once I've got you know 
1800 more points of it that i'm working around right. is this just a one-off fun thing that i have in my army or can i actually really build some stuff around this and i think it becomes an interesting thought exercise you might not necessarily get to something that's good but i think just by going through that practice you'll come it, it's you'll either come up with something hilarious that might be terrible or you might come up with something that actually is pretty decent and might catch people out because it's not the obvious thing right right or it'll be janky as hell and then you take it to something like holy wars or holy hat <laughs> table's gonna kill everything anyway so i don't care right yeah i mean that that's why i loved holy havoc uh personally is like it's just like holy havoc and uh and nashcon were two of those tournaments where i'm like i'm this isn't even like a tournament for me this is list science dot like the ex the like the uh exhibition <laughs> like i'm just right <laughs> yes um and a real yeah. quick uh real quick a, a point here in, in in chat gang um you're not entirely wrong about the more balance doesn't mean not broken there are some outliers right the outliers are the things that concern us but the 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 average like sort of aggregate that that fat middle that nice we're getting that nice bell curve you're not surprised to see any one of 10 armies podiuming which is a lot better healthier than it ever was before variance sure. variety being the spice of life means there's meaningful decisions being made at the at the list building and the army selection phase you right. know I, yeah. I, if i want to compete i can pick one of 10 armies now not just one of two like that's very healthy and then it's going to go even further even deeper where i go i can pick one of 10 but like what are the other 10 army or what are the other nine armies people are playing and how do I like beat them? And then you start to like meta the meta. Like that's mm -hmm. when I think it's truly awesome. And the outliers happen and there's broken shit, but like sure, broken shit's temporary. The, the general health, the general trend is what I'm more concerned with. Uh, because yeah, if and I, I, oh, go on. and I think now we're in a different place than we were even a year ago where you could pick probably any army in the game, and there's only a few of them now that we would be like, maybe don't pick that army. Whereas a year ago, actually, there were quite a few of those options that, you know, a year ago, if someone said, hey, I really want to play Slaves to Darkness, we'd be like, mm, yeah. maybe not. Um, but now you, if someone says, hey, I, you know, I'd like to play Slaves to Darkness, it's like, great, you've got a, dozens of different options, and they're actually pretty decent. Yeah, 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 and and... Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you go into these books and, and like, the whack versus wacky, like, uh, balancing act becomes, like, more fun. Like, yeah. Some of the, some of the, like, the really cool stuff you can do is, is less obvious, but you're still sitting at, like, a three and two army and you're like, you know what? I was probably a three and two player anyway. Like, let's <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I um, think, um, yeah. Uh, another, yeah. another way of, of putting it that maybe works here is, statistically the world now is a safer better place to live than it ever has been that doesn't mean there aren't shitty situations and terrible things going on in the world but on the whole when we look at the data you're probably better off living now than in any other time i mean and i think that's that's kind of where age of sigmar is at yeah we have problems that need to be sorted out for sure but you're probably better off picking up the game now than maybe you ever have been. Look, I can be an optimist in 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 Age of Sigmar because this is where my naturally sardonic, like uh, pessimistic self comes to like be happy about something. I don't know if I can sign off on the world thing. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's very much a like numbers. Please comfort me position. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that. Like uh, that that might be going too far. Although I did, of all the points in space in human history, I did get to like exist on on this tiny blip in 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 human history. Let alone, you know, galactic universal history in a time right. period that I got to share with David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. Like, <laughs> both those dudes were actively making music whilst I was alive. Like, that is something to be... That's that's something to be pretty optimistic about. So there's, there's some For good... For sure. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, it, it's perspective. We lived on the Earth at the same time as George Carlin and B. Arthur. And, you know, I can't think of anything better than that. There you go. Yeah, George, <laughs> uh, yeah Mitch Hepburn and... and uh, uh and uh bill hicks too like mm -hmm. the, like yeah. we had a lot of these like awesome contemporaries and furthermore i get to live in a time period where i can just like go book from a thousand years ago and like read it right, like, right yeah <laughs> like, like instead of like not do that <laughs> right, right yeah no we've, we've access to more information for better or worse now for than better or worse before. indeed indeed yeah. yeah i mean and and that's you know what do you do with the information you know that's that's at the right. core of 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 list science too is like you where you just throw the like where you throw the like <laughs> the end part out of it to like solve the problem uh you never stop to ask if you should be doing it uh <laughs> but like at, at the core of like when i say list science i say you know it's an it's an idea you can test that's what a hypothesis is you're you're forming a right. hypothesis and you're going to go out and you're going to get your you're going to go out and there you're going to like gather your samples and by samples mm -hmm. i mean play games and then you're going to like go well did did my hypothesis hold up or not? And, uh, you know, so real, what did you, what was the, what was, so I'm staring at a list here. I've got Gaunt mm. Summoner on Disc of Zinch. Uh, right. And then I've got four Gaunt Summoners of Zinch. Uh, plus I've got 40 Zangors in, in MSU. And I've got a Darkfire Daemon Rift because why wouldn't you? The list right. is called, as I said earlier, Zangor Banners. Do you have a flag? It's in Host Duplicitous. What was the, the, the thing? that you were reading through that like stuck out to you. I, I think I've got a hint in the title, but what was standing out to you and what did you do with that? So when I was getting into Zinch, I, I looked over the Zangor war scroll and then looked over it another dozen times because it's still one of the most complicated war scrolls in the game. Um, thanks for not fixing that GW, by the way. <laughs> um, and, and this one thing stood out to me because normally with units they get you know your your banner does some little thing you know it's plus one bravery or you know sometimes you get nicer abilities than that but for zangor they had this you know icon bear and you get the ornate totems ability and i'm like oh okay there's an actual ability here so, what is, so or, i'm just yeah what i'm is just or, gonna read through ornate okay, totems okay. here quickly while this unit has one or more icon bears at the start of your hero phase, you can pick one enemy unit within 18 of this unit that's visible to it. Okay, fair enough so far. Roll one dice for each wizard that's within nine of the Zangor unit. Uh, oh, wait. Hang on. Let me make sure that I'm reading this right because they use this unit. Yeah, this unit being the Zangor unit. So while your Zangor unit at the start of the hero phase is within 18 of an enemy... You can pick them, and then you count the number of wizards within nine of your Zangor unit, and for each four up, you deal a mortal wound to the enemy unit that you picked. So I looked at that and said, 
oh, okay, you know, that's a, that's a neat little ability. You know, this unit that mostly is just a melee combat unit now has a way to project mortal wounds out without you having to cast spells. It just does the thing. It does the damage. They've got an 18-inch shooting attack, essentially. So <laughs> then I asked, okay, well, but you need to have wizards nearby, and you can't really count on the enemy to leave their wizards within nine inches of who, you know, by that point, your unit should have probably killed them already. So how many wizards can I put in the list? And so the initial version of this list, I started doing some math, and I realized you want to have roughly an equal ratio of Zangor units to wizards in order to get the maximum number of checks on this totem ability. Um, because if you just take 10 Zangor and 2 wizards, that's 20 checks. But if you take 9 Zangor and 3 wizards, that's 27 checks. And then the closer you get, the more checks you get, and the more mortal wounds you potentially do. So I decided, all right, let me... Let me keep tuning this and see how far I can go. <laughs> so the, the initial list I built, I think, was a Beast of Chaos list. It had uh, a Zangor Shaman, five Bray Shamans, because they were cheap as hell, and then just as many Zangors I could stuff in there. And that was pretty good. Um, but then Slaves of Darkness comes out. And now suddenly the Gaunt Summoner doesn't just get to summon from a Realm Gate, which, good luck finding one on the table, now they just get to summon pink horrors for free. It's like, oh, okay, you know, that's great. Now I can put out Chaff to protect my Zangor and get a good wizard. And then the Zinch book comes out, and now these these horrors are... Well, actually, they were wizards before. So now it's like my Gaunt Summoners are producing more wizards. Now I can put more wizards on the table even more quickly. And suddenly I'm thinking, well, well now, well now... So, this list, to just to give you an idea, you start with five wizards, and by the end of your first turn, you have ten wizards, and you've got the four units of Zangor. So, potentially, you now actually have built out this whole mortal wound shooting part of your army that never has to cast a spell, that never has to do anything other than start a hero phase within 18 inches of the enemy. <laughs> So, so this is this is the list. Now, granted, this is normally the point at which things start falling apart because then you actually put it on the table and someone's like, but you're a 10 drop and I get to you in turn one. Right. It's like, oh, that is a problem, isn't it? <laughs> this, is, this is the exact, oh man, this is, this is exactly what you said at the, out, the onset of the show is like, you just like, can I do this thing? And then you just like, you do it. And that's that's the other part of that is you like you put it on the table and this is this is the sort of thing is you you want to like be snickering as you walk up to the table and like, <laughs> and, like and like you want to tell your opponent about the trick you're about to do and you're gonna get one or two reactions like like oh, oh no like that's that's you know like that's busted or like whatever and then you're gonna get those people who just fucking laugh like I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you you could try i'm happy that you have a thing you want to do no like i want to see it work like my my brain the i have like i'm supremely curious as a human and that part of my brain like i am the cat that would die from being too curious luckily you know i live in modern society like mm -hmm. it it like my curious brain goes okay let's see what happens like and, <laughs> okay pro chances are i'm i'm gonna like i'm gonna charge across the table turn one and hit you. you know who would hate this army, though? 
Bone Reapers. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Yeah, because you guys, not so great at the charging across the table no, thing, as no. it turns out. And, and it's and Mortal Wounds, my only weakness. How did you know? Like, the, bone, <laughs> like, like the Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Bullets, my only weakness. How did you know? Like that... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and I, I want to stress that this is a Zangor list, and that has nothing to do with the 250 wounds of horrors you summon onto the table in turn one. Right. It's definitely a Zangor list. <laughs> right, right, right. The, the, the funny thing is, apart from the drop problem, um, I, I think you could take this list into the wild and perform, and this is like the hypothesis is asked, and now we have to go test it. I think you could take this list into the wild and... And actually, like, get the combo to work a couple times, and just like, it just you've you have bought your ticket for the roller coaster, and you're like, woo! Like you went down <laughs> that coaster. Have you gotten the chance to like actually play this list yet? I have not. I have not actually played any of my Zangor banner lists yet. But uh, Christian, for better or worse, world uh, has purchased some Gaunt Summoners for me as a gift. So uh, be prepared; it might be coming at some point. Uh, how I see this happening in an optimal scenario, you get your turn, your Gaunts are still alive, most of your Zangor are hopefully still alive, you summon on these 50 horrors who are now your wall of wizards in front of your Zangor who are now backed by wizards. Every one of your Gaunt summoners gets access to both the lore of, the lore of fate and the lore of change, so they can cast any of the Zinch lore spells. Mm-hmm. You have all of the pink horrors casting their spells, so turn one you get 10 spells but then turn two onward assuming everything's alive you get 15 and you know what you can summon on with those points i mean you're, you're more saying... wizards <laughs> <laughs> the problem is you're starting to step on your you have so many spell casters you you don't have enough spells in your book anymore to cast <laughs> right yes you can't you can run out which is why you hope you're in the realms and as i learned recently someone pointed out you can cast a spell and have it do nothing. You don't have to have a target to successfully cast a right. spell. Right. This is so, a. This took me a while to learn uh, because I'm used to Magic, Magic the Gathering, where you must have all your modes of casting. You, mm -hmm. If it says two targets, you have to have two targets. You know. Right. right? Like yeah. You you have to. Like in in Age of Sigmar, spells don't don't even check for range until after you have cast them, rolled the dice. They don't care, and then. And then the, the, the spell happens. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, your Gaunts get all of their lore spells. Uh, your Pinks can cast their War Scroll spell. That's the only thing they can cast. So you don't actually have to work for them. And then you can cast whatever the hell else you want from the realm. And, you know, who cares if it has a target? You know, maybe there's some good stuff in there. Maybe not. And if you're not playing in the realms, well, you at least got, you know, all five of your lore spells. Arcane Bolt, Mystic Shield, and... Um, and the War Scroll spell from the Gaunt Summoner. So right. that's still a very decent number of spells you're getting. Plus the Demon Rift if the enemy's in range. Which, by the way, does damage based on the number, the number of, wizards of wizards around the Demon Rift. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you have this, like, other combo. This is, this is, oh man, this is, I love this. This is why I like, uh, the only format of magic I play anymore is, is EDH. Because this shit happens all the time. <laughs> Where you're just like, I didn't even expect there to be a combo between these two cards in my 100-card deck. Oh, yeah, it does. It's the big combo just happened. <laughs> like, that's what just happened with Darkfire Damon. If you're like, it's a great spell, might as well put it in there. And then you're like, 
oh my god, it synergizes <laughs> with everything I'm already doing. It's great. It's the endless spell version of the Zangor banner. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, earlier on here in chat, someone's just like, your list does what? Show me. And I just immediately got the, like, the, the Morpheus. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, I know Kung Fu. Show me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which... Actually, this does make me realize that I missed an opportunity when I when I made my team to not convert it to have a Zangor in the back holding the whole yeah just as a banner to be like it's fine I got it guys it's good I I would love to see the the banners as like machine guns <laughs> <laughs> like, just like and they're like holding the banner itself for and it's still a banner like it's still very much the the Zangor banner. It just happens to have like you just you do the like the lazy head swap version of like putting a machine gun on. You just glue it straight on, like you just uh, right on top because they've got the little like lick of flame, just like right, yeah, like a quick like just glue it on top of the flame, like right, yeah. <laughs> just just grab any kit from any Chaos Forty K kit, grab the guns out of it, and then just glue them on top of your Zangor uh, totem there. Yeah, so this is actually, like, really cool, because uh, Hobby Bear's here in chat. His Brew City Brawl, he usually has, like, a list of, like, trophies that are, like, they reward you to make unconventional lists. Like, so last year, it was, like, the big, th he had the big three. Um, mm. I know he's got a couple a couple here, but, like, if you go three and two, and you have, like, sort of, like, the best thing, with your, like, clearly the wacky list... You could you could get a trophy with something like this. That's that's what I, sh I should. I I need someone to just make a trophy that I can win for doing stupid shit, and, <laughs> and then I can I can add a trophy to the to the case, which has basically just sports trophies in it. Yeah, snowflake trophy gonna be lit. All right, th this is I didn't want to start with like my favorite one, but I think this set the tone for just exactly what I'm talking about with like wacky lists. So that next, one is is probably it's one of my two favorites, I would say. Well, and this is something you've been refining the whole time, like every iteration. Like you just right, like, yeah. <laughs> and just you you can listen, world. You can check my tweets, and I have a tweet that says the first thing I'm doing with this inch book is fixing my Zangor banner list. <laughs> I have the tweets to prove it. Perfect. Yeah, we can go to the tape. All right, so. Um, so we have the mortal. The next list I've got up here is the Mortal Realms Beautification Committee. This is a Living Cities a uh, Age of uh, Cities of Sigmar list. Um, you want to take us through it? Sure. So I had I had the thought uh, back before when we first got um, Malign Sorcery and we got all the endless spells. I had the thought of theoretically, if you wanted to cast all of them, you know, if you feel the table is too boring there's not enough interesting terrain you know the you know, painting there are just for tabletop standard and you want the table to look pretty and interesting and you want to do that by casting every endless spell in the game could you do it and it turns out the answer is yes comfortably and actually you can do more than that <laughs> so, uh, so yeah so ahead. to walk you through it as a as a Committed Darkling Covens player, I decided, well, of course, the thing I'm going to do to, to use to cast this are sorceresses, because they knife a guy and they get plus two to cast. Yeah. Easily one of the e one of the most useful and easiest to get bonuses to cast in any army. Um, it doesn't cost you a lot. You're, you don't really care if those guys die anyway, and it's an easy plus two bonus. So now you'd think that I would say, like, oh, I'll put it in Hallowhard and then get that plus six to cast, or, or whatever you're going to get. But 
But I put it in that list and realized I had points left over. So then I said, well, why limit myself to just all of the generic endless spells? I'm in Cities of Sigmar. I can have the Stormcast endless spells too. So then I put a Stormcast wizard in. And then I still had points. So then I said, well, why limit myself to just Stormcast and generic? I can put a Sylvaneth wizard in the list. And then I put the Sylvaneth spells in there too. And I still had enough points to put a Sorceress on a Dragon for no good reason at this point anymore. She was on there when it was Halloween, but now I don't need her to be on there. But why the hell not? <laughs> what about Forbidden Power? Oh, you have to rework now the I, Now, I put in the Forbidden Power once, but I left out. So I did not actually put in every single Endless Bell. I'm sorry. It's a little bit of grandize there. I left out uh, the Bringy Dingy. Lunchbox, the Bringy Dingy, and the Soul Scream Bridge, because for this list, I really have no reason to use them, which I realize is probably a tough thing to be worried about at this point in the list building process on this list. Um, but I genuinely looked at it and said, like, even this is pushing it. I've got no good reason to put them on the table. <laughs> Add Flesh Eater Mercs for more endless spells. <laughs> well, at that point, you're starting. Yeah. <laughs> So this, is I, I, this is 21 endless spells, and all of them conceivably do something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, just to walk you through, for, for those listeners out there, we have a sorceress on Black Dragon. We have three sorceresses on foot, a knight encanter, and branch witch. And we're only able to do that in Living City. So that's why we're in Living City. And then we've got three units of ten bleak swords, who I'm going to murder myself, so the opponent doesn't even have to worry about killing them. <laughs> Um, and actually, the original version of this list, I think, was just six sorceresses on foot and 30 bleak swords. And I was like, my opponent doesn't have to deal a single wound over the course of the game. I will happily kill all of them on my own. <laughs> and then we have, uh, and I'll try and go through this as quickly as I can, the Aethervoid Pendulum, the Balewind Vortex, the Chronomantic Cogs, the Emerald Life Swarm, the Geminids, the Horror Gas, the Malevolent Maelstrom, the Prismatic Palisades, the Purple Sun, the Quicksilver Swords, the Gnashing Jaws of Ravenac, Shards of Valagar, Soul Snare Shackles, the Suffocating Gravetide, the Burning Head, the Umbral Spell Portal, the Celestian Vortex, the Deus Arcanum, the Everblaze Comet, the Glade Worm, and the Vengeful Skull Root. End of list. <laughs> End of list. End of list. So you actually step on your own toes here because you can't, each wizard can only cast one endless spell. So you're only getting out, what is that, you've got the six, six, six per turn. So you're only getting out six per turn, which feels like a real shame to me. It is. It is a real shame. So, but you're putting enough just junk on the board that if even half of those stay on the board long enough, then eventually just utter mayhem will happen in between every round as eight to nine to a dozen endless spells all have to get moved around. It becomes an entire phase all on its own. And so not only have you made the table much prettier, you have injected <laughs> utter mayhem into the normal course of this game. And the list is, of course, uh, the Mortal Realms Beautification Committee because right. that's what they're doing. They're, they're making the tables prettier. <laughs> And, and in the lore, this would be a group of insane people because they they make it clear in Malign Sorcery that a single endless spell present in the, in the realms takes like a dedicated team of wizards to dispel, half of which are probably going to die. 
Like, removing one endless spell is a suicide mission for an experienced wizard, and my list has 21 of them. <laughs> like, I, so, like, so now my, what my brain does when I see this list is I'm like, like I want to play this army, and my goal now becomes to get all of my spells on the table at once. I'm not even trying to win the game. Right, yes. Your your goal is totally different from whatever the actual objective of the game happens to be. <laughs> we, it's like some, someone will come over and be like, uh, what is even happening on this table? And the answer genuinely is, I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I am, because I'm casting the spells. My opponent is not. Happy. Well, like, I mean, there's, but that's the thing is like, we, we talk about, and some of my narrative episodes is sort of like finding your narrative in the game. Um you know, this, this can be, you know, I'm going to kill your general, right? Like, I'm, I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not playing to, like, win the objective game. It's like, this guy is, you know, fist punch face smasher of the clan smash face. And he only smashes the faces of the, the coolest generals. And so you just have this, like, this one iconic, like, brute or whatever with a thermal rider cloak. Or not brute, mm -hmm. uh, war boss on foot with a thermal rider cloak. And his whole job is to just hunt down people's generals and kill them. Right, so when every time you go to like a tournament, LGS, wherever you are, you're just like you're gonna just try to have him kill people's generals, and you're creating your own little like narratives in that moment. This army's narrative writes itself. Just, <laughs> it really does. My goal is to summon twenty-one endless spells before the game is over. <laughs> like, I uh, like and I love that you're murdering your own dudes for this goal. <laughs> it just it adds that extra something. Oh man. Um, yeah. So like I I love the banner list because I think that's that's got some gas. I mean you're you're either gonna get alpha to die or you're gonna actually be able to do the plan. And I'll take that that coin flip. There's a lot of alphas and alpha armies in the game, not as many as there used to be. And sometimes the thing with alpha armies is sometimes their dice just fail them, and if they fail sure. them, you've already won. You know, like you whiff all your, your you whiff all your charges, you whiff all your attacks, and then you're just like you walked up to within nine inches of me. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like yeah. On that on that banner list, if your alpha fails and you're within eight, thanks for handing this to me. I really wanted to do this. Yeah, I really wanted. To do, so like that's like so that one. I'm like I'd actually gamble on the Zangor banner list, but this one I actually want to try. Because I own most of these endless spells. Because, I, you know, I've got the box. They're all on the sprues still. Uh, my buddy's mm -hmm. got the, uh, my buddy's got all the Sylvaneth ones, and he's never going to use them because Sylvaneth players don't use them. Um, <laughs> like, right. Like, this is, I, I could, I could see, I see a reality where I actually try to cast 21 endless spells in a game. <laughs> and then, like, I do that. The problem with this one is I don't feel like this is the gift that keeps on giving. It's the, like, my, my quest is to get all 21 spells out, right? Like, that's my quest. And as soon as I complete that, I just, like, I, like I, I'm done with the army now. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Zangor banner list potentially actually plays the game and, like, wins by the objectives. This list wins by breaking your opponent. <laughs> I mean, you do do mortal wounds through, for some of these spells, like... <laughs> And that's a secondary thing. I'm doing mortal wounds to their brain. And that's how I potentially win with this list. Oh my god, you are a Zinj player. I, and here I thought you were just like a good guy Stormcast Eternals player. Happens to be, like, happened to fall in love with some models. Or, no, you really just have the, like, the Zinj brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like I was memeing before when I was calling you like the bat, like the you know whack is each, but like no, no, no. Like your whack isn't win at all co- costs. It's like mortal wound their brain at all costs. <laughs> oh, that's great. There's a. Go it's ahead. the inverse version of the um, Imperial Guard <laughs> meme about the planet broke before the guard did. It's like, well, my opponent broke before the actual objectives did, so I think I win. Yeah, there's another uh, safeguards got the, this reminds me of the Spider-Man meme, but with this kind of power you could cure Nurgle's plague, but I don't want to cure the plague. I want to cast <laughs> more endless spells. <laughs> <laughs> I want my opponent to leave confused. <laughs> 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 yes, there's no greater victory for this list than for your opponent to say, I won? <laughs> Question mark. Like, <laughs> you actually, like, you see them standing there still thinking about it after they've won. And they're just, like, looking up, like, and they're, like, counting math. And they're not, like, counting objectives, because they're just, like, they're counting back the endless spells and, like, the movement. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. this is great. All right, so, so next. Oh, yeah. This, no, this list holds a, a near and dear place to my heart, but it definitely is the most probably theoretical of the list so this one here that i just pulled up the stormcast list so this list i actually took to uh holy wars now the list you see on the screen is not good so everyone just ignore everything past the hero section okay this i realized later on after i wrote this up i was like ah that doesn't work anymore at all so ignore everything from the units part down okay all right so this is so yeah go ahead so let me let me walk you through the key things here so what got me started on this was the Sword of Judgment, which we've all heard of this artifact. It's from Olgu. It's a, it replaces a melee weapon, a six to hit against, I think, heroes and monsters, does D6 mortal wounds. And it's a modified six to hit. So it's still that janky older wording. You can still do some things with it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, you know, one of the fun parts of Stormcast are that since you're playing that more elite army, you can get a little bit more attached to the individual heroes. So is there a way to like make a hero squad, essentially? And and you know, what's the the crux of that? Um, another way of, of thinking of this in the game Dominions, they have what are called thugs. Uh, these are, you know, hero characters who normally are pretty good, but through the right combination of spells and equipment, they can actually fight armies on their own. Um, and so my thought was, how do I make a thug in Stormcast, essentially? Right on. And and real quick, I love the title of this one again. So <laughs> you were joking before it starts with the title, but I think these titles are really well thought out. Maybe it doesn't start <laughs> there, but by the time you land on it. So this one is Allegiant Stormcast Eternals. Uh, and the, the name is Screw AOS, I Want to Play an RPG. <laughs> I, uh... I like this. And Howie Bear says, this list looks too normal. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the probably the one that no one has ever heard of, because the Stormcast love to name all of their models very similar things, is the uh, Knight Zephyros, who is basically the generic version of Nave Black Talon. Um, so the Knight Zephyros has six melee attacks uh, with their melee weapon. Threes and threes, rend one, damage one. So on the surface, like, that's okay. You know, it's probably nothing to write home about. But if she makes a charge, she gets an additional attack added to the to that. So now we're at seven attacks with this melee weapon. Okay, pretty good. So then, what else can we do if we give her the Sword of Judgment? We now have got seven attacks that potentially trigger this Sword of Judgment uh, a proc. 
So, all right, well, we put Gav in there to guarantee that charge, because now we can use command points to just drop her out of the sky, and since she's Hammers of Sigmar, just keep adding three inches to her charge distance. So now we can actually get her in on a target. Mm-hmm. Well, what else can we do? Well, the Lord Celestin on foot has a command ability that's plus one to hit with melee attacks. And remember, the Sword of Judgment is a modified six to hit. Right. So now we can toss command points at that. A Knight Azeros lets you reroll ones to hit as long as the target is within 10 inches of the Knight Azeros. So now we're stacking, we're tossing command points at it. And this is where the older version is a little better because you could just buy command points. Right. We're dropping a hero in, we're guaranteeing her charge, potentially getting her to be hitting on twos, rerolling ones, and every two up against the hero we're targeting is D6 Mortal Wounds. Every, it's a two. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I, I took this to Holy Wars and I played against, um, I think Jake was one of my first games. Um, uh, I think it was him. I might be misremembering. But And I definitely was not going to win the match. But in about, I think, turn two, he had a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, was his general. He had all these great buffs, uh, all these good things going for him. But there just happened to be enough space to drop a Knight Zephyros nine inches away. And then she did 27 mortal wounds to him. (laughs) I like that. Uh, my, My idea is... The heroes drop in, they kill the target, and then you have a fun minigame of them having to literally fight their way out of the enemy army. (laughs) The rest of your army does whatever, but those four heroes are now fighting their way out from behind enemy lines after killing the target. Yeah, it's totally a D&D party. (laughs) It's it's like the party of... Oh, man. We killed the big bad, his army is now turning on us for vengeance, and we're just going to cut our way through or not. (laughs) <laughs> i like it because it's got a little bit of the casino vibe too like when your command points are, you're just using poker checks and you throw them into the center of the table and you're like i'm all in and you're just gonna try to do the combo so i, I yeah. love that that's one of my my great laments of the to the change to like to orcs i think they were like the last army that got that like casino mm. like vibe to the command points um so that that's this is fun Oh, yeah. Um, how how I think you would actually make this work, um, you'd put in Cleansing Phalanx, because that's probably the cheapest battalion that actually gets you that, that extra artifact, which you need for Hammers of Sigmar. Right. Um, you buy a command point. Um, yeah, I, th- I would love to have the Aether Quartz brooch in it, but I don't... You there's just no way to fit it. There's no way to get it in there. Um, you could potentially swap this for Tempest Lords, but then you lose Gav being able to give you the plus three-inch charge. So this list probably doesn't work as well anymore. But, of course, you could run something like this. There, there's a... this is It, it comes back to the, the question. Like, you've got the, the question, and then from there, it's just test until you refine it down. Um, mm. You've already got, like, asked the right question, or the wrong question, depending on where you come down on <laughs> Right, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the, the closest thing I have to this is uh, my uh, my uh, Chaos Gargant list I did for Beast of Chaos, where I realized <laughs> that, like, its headbutt was actually, like, really good. Right, yeah, it is actually really good. It's, like, D6 wounds, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 and then I, and then, so, like, and then I found out that I could go, like, they naturally can add attacks, and then you can Titanic Fury them. And as long as you have somebody, like, running along, feeding them a command point, um, like, I put it in, uh, 
Yeah, as long as you have someone like chasing chasing after them, like feeding them command points to like reroll their charges so they don't fall down, you just like become the quad headbutt man. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like... And maybe you put it in game spawn and you just keep that one yep. little chaos spawn yep. right behind the giants. And when they get in there, it's just like, and you have an attack, and you have an attack, and all you have the, an attack. All the headbutts. Well, see, game spawn is one of the last stacking ones. So you can like actually casino, you can casino the uh, command points with the, with the game spawn. So you can you, like just have all of the headbutts. You can, but it requires you to keep a five wound uh, model with a five up save alive lo with 2d6 random movement long well, enough to actually get near the front line. So, or summon one on. Ah. You can summon them on. That is true. You can. Yeah. yeah. So like you just have people like just, you just have the, uh, the barbecue shaman just like lobbing ungors into the furnace and then like, <laughs> and then chaos spawns just like popping into existence on the peripherals of the table and just that one gargant with like the great brace shaman like hop, 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 hop behind him. And, and you know what? It might as well be grass rack for the plus one day. <laughs> so you have grass rack just like hop, 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 like right behind him so that he, he, he can like move properly and uh, feed him a command point if he needs to. Rerolling mm. his charges to get in for the headbutts, like so, you just have that happening, and then you're trying to blink in a a uh, chaos spawn in the right position, and <laughs> once the gargant's in position to fight, you just suicide the the shaman. He becomes a a chaos spawn. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, you actually like choose to activate like last, sacrifice the guy, and then just headbutt everything. <laughs> so <laughs> how dare you kill my friend i will headbutt you into the earth uh what about the worthless sylvaneth ally battalion of three spite revs and outcasts less than four i'm sure total? i'm sure there is a way you can make a version of this list work it's not like the entire idea the the key parts of the combo are the knight zephyros with the sword of judgment and then the lord celestant pumping that plus one to hit so as long as you get them in the combo still works. So I'm sure there's different flavors of it you can make happen. Right on. All right, so then this next one, we've got a little bit of a... This is a little bit of a dual list here. Yeah, we'll is... skip the uh, the Star Drake one. Do we skip the Star Drake one? Stormcast Eternals will do... I don't think I have the Star Drake one. That one, for some reason, might not have formatted right, but I will I can very oh, quickly Heart. take it. I've got the Hallowheart one, yeah, right? Uh, the Star Drake one is another Stormcast list. I can very quickly take okay, it. Okay, I'll take us through that one. So I re I was looking over the, the War Scroll for uh, Lord Celestine on Star Drake, and again, you know, this is often the, the method. You know, I look over War Scroll, and I'm like, hey, that's an interesting little line in there. Yeah. So he has a shield. And I think all of the Lord Celestins that have the shield have this ability where um, it lets them re-roll. I'm actually just going to pull it up quickly. I believe it's they get to re-roll uh, saves of one. Sigmarite Thunder Shield. You can re-roll saves of one for attacks that target the model. And if the re-rolled save is successful, each enemy unit within three inches suffers a mortal wound. So I looked at that and was like, oh, okay, that's a pretty nice ability. And then in the new Stormcast home, they got the spell Azerite Halo. So if you roll a six on your save on modified, you deal a mortal wound back to the enemy unit. So, oh, okay, that's that's some interesting stuff. And then Malign Sorcery comes around again and gives the Smoldering Helm. 
where every six up to save modified does a mortal wound to the enemy unit. And you know who's really good at stacking plus to save? Stormcast. <laughs> and uh, I I ran this list at, uh, I think, the last LodgeCon. Not the most recent one, but the one before it. And back then we had the old Sisters of the Thorn, and their spell was a friendly unit gets to re-roll its saves, and on a six up, you deal a mortal wound back to the enemy unit. So I did some quick math, and basically by stacking all of those things onto this one model, along with the, the Castellant banner and Staunch Defender, you could basically slide him in against an enemy unit, force them to fight you, and kill them with their own attacks, while taking practically no damage in response. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I found was, actually, I didn't wind up doing that much damage to the enemy, and on top of that, people are pretty good at not fighting the one big thing that kills them back. So that list turned out to be problematic until Hallowheart and Crematorians came around. And then we get into our team list. All right. So you have this concept that, that, that comes to your, your, your team list. All right. So so this is your, your team list. Uh, you actually intend on running this one, don't you? Uh, you and At some point, I think Kyle and I want to run this. Okay, cool. All right, so take me you know, through the, the Hallowheart place first. I, I like the names once more. So we got Flint and Tinder. Flint being yeah. the Cities of Sigmar Hallowheart half, the, the 990 points ha half. And then uh, Tinder being the Crematorians Ossiarch Bone Reapers 990 point half. So Yeah, and don't, don't pan me too hard for the OBR side of this, but I actually wrote it, not Kyle. So he, or you, I'm sure could write probably a better version of this list. But Crem this was... Crematorians is pretty straightforward. Um, go ahead. So the idea here was that same concept of how do I make a unit that the enemy has to deal with but actually hurts them back for trying to do it? Similar mm -hmm. idea to like Plague Monks, essentially. If you leave the Plague Monks alone, they'll kill you. But if you kill them, they kill you. So how can I potentially do that in a double setting where now we get weird interactions between armies that don't usually get to interact with one another? Right. So the Hallowheart side of this is based around one key spell, which is Warding Brand. So Warding Brand is you pick a friendly unit, and then whenever they take a wound, I think on a five up, they deal a mortal wound back to the so, enemy. So importantly, Warding Brand dodges any keyword bingo. Um, it just Correct. says a unit. Um, so, Warding Brand just says friendly unit. And then uh, TOs are... Some a four up actually it bounces that mortal wound back, so uh, it has to be in melee. But on a four up, you deal a mortal wound back to the enemy. Yeah, some TOs won't allow you to cast spells crosswise, but very technically speaking, your teammate is is a friendly. You know their units are friendly to you. So yeah, the um, coalition of death rules, at least how they were. I haven't looked at them recently, but the way it was uh, written said that if you are doing a setup like this, like a doubles or a team where you've got different army, different uh, types of armies together that normally aren't, they are all considered to be one unified army, mm -hmm. even if there are multiple players running it. Right. So, therefore, if it's all one army, then your Mortec Guard are friendly. Right. Right. So this is a four-up uh, good spell. Yeah. So on. So I get to put this on a unit of, say... 40 more tech guard now they get on a uh, it whenever you deal a wound to me in melee on a four up i get to bounce a mortal wound back to you right and then on top of that you know we get all of the other spells from hallow 
So we get stuff like uh, Crystal Aegis. So, you know, actually, and I think Crystal Aegis doesn't work on... Yeah, so that only is for the Hallowheart-specific ability to ignore spells. So it's not going to work on your allies here. But since we're Hallowheart, and since we've got a Sorceress on Black Dragon to eat those wounds, we can get that plus D6 to cast on the Sorceress, who already gets plus 2 to cast by knifing a guy. Uh, <laughs> so we're getting plus D6 plus 2 to cast that Warding Brand. So it's going off, considering it casts on a 6. Yeah. yeah. So... So we're getting that on that unit of Mortec Guard pretty consistently. We're also giving them an empowered Emerald Life Swarm. So now we're getting an additional D6 Mortec Guard back. <laughs> and you know how you were complaining about them being slow? Project power, yeah. The projection of power is an issue for Ossiarch Bone Reapers, unless... You have an empowered Soul Scream Bridge. <laughs> And the base for the Harvester should be within that six inches, so the Harvester gets to follow them, too. Yeah, you, you would hope. So you you might have to do some practice on how do I actually... Yeah. But if you do, and you potentially keep this whole group alive, then you're getting some really good spell support from a Hallowheart list, list onto a really tough block in the Mortec Guard. Yeah, and then... Uh... Just a real quick, uh, I mean, the, the shards and stuff in your list, the units, once more, it's like the units almost don't don't matter here. Like the dark shards and black guards, they're just, you play dark elves, so. The black guard are there because I love them. The dark shards are there because actually Hallowheart has a spell to give you plus one to wound. Mm -hmm. And so 30 dark shards with that buff, with the buffs on their war scroll, are putting out 60 shots that actually are fairly accurate. They're not super long range, and they don't have any rend, but you can just drown the target in shots that way, and Hallowheart actually makes it a little easier to do that. Yeah, so and they're not a bad little shooting block. Yeah, they're not a bad little shooting block. Um, and, I mean, they're going to they're gonna hero snipe. You know, like, they're going to take down any problematic heroes. Um, some counter shooting, which is something that, like, that, like, the Bone Daddies don't have themselves if you're not running your, uh, you know, more tech crawlers, which you, usually when you're going the regen build, you have to choose either crawlers or harvesters. And since mm -hmm. you're doing crematorians, you're pretty much locked in on, on having a harvester so that you get that, you get that not even hero phase regen, you get the real time regen, which is just a For problem. For sure. Yeah. And, um, and, the dark shards being in there creates just one of those annoying challenges for an opponent where they don't want to have to kill dark shards <laughs> because generally they're not great, but now you've made them actually pretty okay. So now the opponent has to dedicate resources to killing dark shards and that just does not feel good. Right. Right. And meanwhile, they have 440 points. Well, basically 640 points of like roided up like OCR bone reapers, like marching towards them across a bridge and you're just gonna i would almost even spread that out just like stretch it out just a touch but you mm -hmm. can't spread out your mortec guard that much if you want to keep the hecatos buff unless you have a hero travel with them like so you're just gonna like spread that out just a touch and just like push that into somebody's grill and say mm -hmm. here how like hold all these wounds for me <laughs> right yeah and by having this big of a unit, you know, 40, I'm sure, is an unwieldy number of Mortec. But by making them that big with that buff, it's just a lot of space that someone has to deal with. Because if you're in range of them, you have to attack them, which potentially triggers Warding Brand. Right. And if you kill them, 
then you get to deal with crematorians as well. Yeah, then they blow up within three inches. The the thing, like, you still have, they still, the, the, the other part of this, the most important part of this is, like, it's not a single model. So what happens is they have to fight, but they don't have to, like, take their full pile in into an advent, and into a, like, to get maximum frontage to fight you back. So that mm-hmm. there, your opponent has to balance, I don't want to fully pile in because I'm going to get hurt with all my extra frontage, but if I don't, 40 more tech guard are just going to, like, swarm in and kill you as well. So at some right. point, like, you're, you're, you're having to make the decision, the bad decision, two bad decisions, and anytime you're giving opponents two bad decisions in, in Age of Sigmar, you're pretty much winning. <laughs> For sure. Where where the 40 more tech guard do a lot better than my Star Drake is that it's a much bigger area. They've got a lot of killing power in and of themselves, and it's going to be pretty hard to ignore them because they can spread thin or they can concentrate. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. No, this is this is cool. Um, the other thing, is, just real quick about like 1K, you said 40 is probably unwieldy or it's, it's too much. The thing is, is at 1K, everyone's scaled down, and so things that deal with 440 points of more tech guard are are a bigger tax for someone else's army and they're also Mm -hmm. like less prevalent people have to scale down their good stuff whatever they're doing you know you're not running nine heels anymore you're running six heels or right yeah some msu of threes um you know so so the answers there begin to thin out um which is I mean, one of the things I was noticing with more tech guard in general is I just want thirty blocks and not twenties. Like twenties die a lot. Uh, 30s, right. That extra ten bodies, and with such an all-in plan with this this list, and, and not an all-in plan in terms of like it's the only thing you do because you do have your your dark shards doing a threat, and I think you got some spell some spell dominance too. Um, but you're so all in on this plan that it's like you might as well just buy the extra 10 bodies of insurance, the extra 10 bodies to make sure the unit doesn't get wiped. That's just more bodies to explode at the end of the day to just right, regen yeah. and fully like just become a white blood cell attacking the disease and just slowly swarm around things and like kill yourself and kill them to win. It's great. I love, I like this too. Uh, this is, I think this is actually, this isn't even a bad list for teams for doubles. No, I think this list uh, potentially well, has some legs. The, the downside is anytime you build a list that relies on your opponent doing something to you, yeah. then that's always going to be a bit finicky because your opponent is probably going to choose not to do the thing. Right. Um, so you have to make it so there's enough other threats in there that you're forcing them to make a choice. Do I go and fight that 40 block of guard that I really don't want to be anywhere near? Can I afford to not deal with them? Yeah. Do I have enough tools to to deal with them? And what did I? What am I potentially sacrificing somewhere else in order to do that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's where the battle plan can help or hurt you too. If you're sure. Like, if if it's you know something like duality of death, ugh, like you're you've got forty more tech guards sitting there, like it's it's kind of over, right? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, whereas something like scorched earth, one forty block of trying to like chase around the map you know it's it's less less of a beat stick um but it's still one of those awesome can i do this questions being answered and just like and then just cranking it all the way to 11 so i i i uh i approve yeah for sure this was definitely a follow-up of uh, this was me roping kyle into my desire to make things deal damage for dealing damage to me 
Have you tried to do something similar with Plague Monks yet? Because I feel like there's... Plague Monks are the obvious choice, but I haven't because they're filthy and disgusting. Is that... <laughs> and there's, there's not really... Like, they don't have a ton of other gas. The, the fact that they explode after you kill them is kind of like a, a, a bonus, right? Right. Yeah, and certainly, you know... Plague monks are probably the ones who actually do this concept correctly because of double pylons. Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm just not interested in playing anything Nurgle or Pestilence related. So that's sure. why I haven't really put together that list. Yeah. But one of the nice uh, things about something like this, uh, some way that you can do that in another area that's more interesting is if you put Archeon into any list, whenever anyone uses a command point, he potentially gives fight when you die to himself. So then you've got double attacking Archeon. Right. Yeah, but Plague Monks aren't skeletons, thus making them inferior. I agree, Frank. I agree. I agree, too. Yeah. yeah. Skeletons are sweet. Also, there's, for me, there's something quintessential about Crematorians in that, like, I I still think, in many ways, Diablo 2 Necromancer is just the most <laughs> death it will ever get for anything. Like, yeah, there there are other death things that existed beforehand, you know. But, like, when it gets right down to it, like, corpse explosion is just... <laughs> right, yeah. It's one of those quintessentially death things to me. And, basically, you're making a corpse explosion factory whenever you make crematorians, and I fucking love it. <laughs> I just... It, it's... I, like, I, I think... I actually think that crematorians is going to end up being, like, one of the real winners... When all the chips fall where they may with, like, you know, like, six, six, seven months from now. Like, because the Crematorians players are just going to be having a blast. Uh, literally. literally. <laughs> 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 so, like, it's like Crematorians and, like, and Staliarch Lords players are just like, woo! Because Staliarch <laughs> Lords are, like, turning on the washing machine and just, like, throwing you in the spin cycle. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, and Crematorians. So, like... So like you have Staliarch Lords that are just like Sanic, they gotta go fast, and like there's a there's a joy in just like hanging your head out the window and like and and you know blazing it. But uh, but then you know on the other hand, Crematorians are corpse factories. They're also blazing it because they're exploding, and they're on fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, Crematorians is where I would actually take my uh, where where I would actually take the Umbral Spell Portal uh, lunchbox tech. Hmm. So that yeah. I can I can project that that splody unit someplace, um, even if it's just like a twenty block, and then you you have the main like ground like grind and uh, like uh, ground and pound like forty block with a harvester, probably more realistically like a thirty block with a harvester to make mm. the points work. That's probably where I would take that combo, is to to basically like <laughs> like teleport like the whole unit into somebody's face. Right, right. Yeah, I think they're. Especially if we see something similar with OBR that we with Zinch or, or with Slanesh, where eventually a bigger overhaul comes in and say, okay, Petrifex is problematic. Let's make a tweak here. Yeah. Same with, you know, Zinch with uh, Host Duplicitous or with Eternal Conflagration. Then, of course, all of those other sub factions are like, great. You know, we clearly weren't attracting a lot of attention, so now we get to send out our our uh, Mortec to go blow up in people's faces. We get to have our Death Riders running roughshod all over the place. Yeah. And somewhere, a no myriad player is walking away like, yeah, that game was really fast. The guy just brought 20 endless spells. 
I think that's a perfect place to end it. <laughs> Do you have any uh, digital soapbox moments you'd like to get out the way? Anything you want to put on blast before we sign out here? Uh, as always, my gratitude to uh, Kyle and Christian, other Pants Mafia members, for having to put up with these lists being built into you know the chat that we have and being like, Alex, no, please don't, not again. <laughs> um so gratitude to them as well and um uh yeah i think i think that's the key thing i think the takeaway i hope people get from this i hope they had a good time listening and i hope this inspires you to go and just you know look back over your war scrolls and see if there are any kind of fun weird interactions like this that you'd want to try to put on the table and just see how they work have a laugh with them yeah like just just Stop asking, should I do this? Start asking, can I do this? And have some right. fun. I like what uh, what, Drew, uh, what, uh, what uh, Druma said here, that uh, you can actually, the in cities, the Umbral Spell Portal lunchbox combo is infinite. Because you can, <laughs> you can put the Umbral Spell Portal anyway when you exploit that weird transaction. So, like, now the 40 block of... <laughs> Well, like they're on the other, like completely diagonal away. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's okay. They're not going to be anywhere near us. So, oh shit! They're here. They're here. <laughs> like, you can't. You can't screen enough table. <laughs> they brought a boat. I thought only the elf, the fish elves, brought the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right, man. Thank you so much for being on the uh, uh, another episode of Rantcast. I hope to have you back on on pretty soon. Of course. Chat gang, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, having a laugh with us, uh, enjoying some of uh, Alex's uh, uh, wacky lists. Uh, we'll be back to our usual whack scheduled programming later. Um, and chat gang, you're the show within the show. I saw you were real active on some topics, so thank you so much for, uh, uh, for, for being here, as always, supporting me. Uh, and we will catch you next week. Uh, it's going to be Bryce. It's going to be an Elphisode, The Revenge. Uh, Malarian's so. the best high up suck. <laughs>